if you see somebody in the wild with a for those all of our sacrifice tattoo, that is not an indecision tattoo anymore. <laughs> Because like people be like, hey man, I I make like I can't tell you how like my friends will be at like a you know out at the beach or like at a place where, where like you can see the beginnings of it. And the guy be like, yo, let me take that picture of that tattoo. And like you like indecision? And I'd be like, what? Like they have yeah. no idea what's going on. What up, Canada? This is Trent from Infiltrate. This is Matt from Warper. This is Jordan from Now or Never. We're coming live from Daytona Beach, and you're watching the Scope Disposer podcast. Well, other than that, I think we're ready to get going. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure Podcast. I am very pleased to welcome uh, one of the three of the Axe to Grind hosts, um, Tom from uh, Indecision Colossus and, like I said, Axe to Grind uh, Podcast. And I'm very excited to have you on, man. Thanks so much, man. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, it's 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 a little surreal, honestly, hearing your you know professional podcasting voice all through through this means uh, versus <laughs> I'm just listening to, to something through Spotify. But I wish we were professional. Yeah, <laughs> it no. just it's just me trying to keep my Brooklyn accent at bay. That's all right. I can do. Yeah, that's really all I can do at this point. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it it yeah, it's too funny because normally like. Um, a lot of guests that I have on the show, either it's their first time on a podcast or, you know, they're just in bands. Sure. Um, but to hear, you know, like, I, like, I feel like I'm always listening to you guys so often. Um, I was even tripping out when all the new drug church songs, or I guess there was like two new songs that came up. Right, and right. I think it's in Bliss Out. Patrick has like a little speaking section. And I'm right, like, he's like, see you at the vigil. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> it just sounds like little snippets from the podcast in the music. But uh, yeah, it's too funny. Um, but yeah, Tom, I'm really excited to be chatting about you. Obviously, uh, you've been in hardcore for a long, 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 long time. Yes. And, um, you know, Axe Grind is, I think, doing a lot of really cool things in our world. Um, so uh, for the few folks at home who might not know who you are, do you want to just give a proper introduction, the band you're part of and what you do in those projects? Sure, sure. Um, my name is Tom. I sing in uh, Indecision, Most Precious Blood sometimes. <laughs> um, and I'm in a newer band with uh, two dudes from Mind Force and um, a fellow from Age of Apocalypse called um, Colossus that we just put out a seven inch on Triple B. Um, so that's uh, Jay, the singer from Mind Force, is a drummer who's a, like an incredible drummer. Mm -hmm. um, Mike Shaw, the guitar player, who plays guitar, and Jack from Age of Apocalypse, who I think will be huge in the next year or two. Yes. Um, yeah. Like gigantic. So like, we're going to be like, remember when he did that cute little band Colossus? Like we're going to be like <laughs> left in the dust. I know. But um, yeah. So yeah, that's um, yeah. And I'm one of the three um, hosts or jerks, depending on how much you like um, Axe Grind. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of all those things. Um, the Colossus uh, EP is honestly, you know, it's a wild ride for like a six minute little release. So I'm oh, I definitely, that. definitely want to chat about that. Sure. Um, but Tom, the, the, the first thing that we do before we even talk about music is check some bevs on the podcast. Um, so tell me what you're bringing to the show and, uh, we'll start to get into it. Sure. I'm bringing Pepsi mango. Okay. Which is a newer flavor. Um, it's actually, I bought this 
a while back thinking like this is going to be terrible but i have to experience it for sure and then yeah. i had it i was like this is actually, this is actually not half bad so I, every once in a while i'll treat myself to one i see um it's pretty good like my part of New York and Queens, where where I don't get a lot of like the cool flavors, I just get like the general, you know. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you'll find a wild cherry, but otherwise, it's pretty straightforward. Because <laughs> um, I know wild like, cherry I to... in the wild. Yeah, <laughs> I know Coke did like a coffee flavor, mm-hmm. and like trying to find that is it's like it's like a chunking. Like you can never like it's very rare to find one. So mm-hmm. this is I figured I'd go. You know, planning for this, I go a little bit off center, and I went for the mango. Yeah, no, well, I I'm a big mango fan myself. Um, orange is my favorite color, but you know, mango, mango is one of those things where it's a it's a hard fruit to prep, um, because like the right. seed is fucking gigantic. Gigantic. Right, you can't right, just right. like bite into it like an apple. Yeah. But once you have it, it's like it's it's, it's delicious. delicious. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so mango flavored anything is usually a go-to. So right. that's a great bev to check. Um, I'm not sure uh, how familiar you are with our show, but um, something that was huge for me when we got into season two was getting some bev sponsors. Um, so anyone that's watching the, the video version might have seen, I, uh, I've been drinking some liquid death. We're not sponsored by them. It's kind of like officially unofficially sponsored um just because we had uh their vp of marketing on and he's like anytime you need boxes just let me know and i'll send some um i'm honestly like kind of curious are are, you know like we're we're jumping around a little bit but um the episodes that you guys are doing now is it still all through zoom or eventually are you guys gonna be able to be back in the same room for we actually don't even use zoom we use um uh, an app called zencaster oh okay so we don't even see each other this is just three people like chatting almost on the phone right um so we and hopefully we don't like jump all over each other right that's kind of like the one thing that's kind of hard because you can't tell if someone's about to talk yeah yeah well Um, i was only i was only thinking that because i'll definitely um if you guys are interested i'll i'll hook you up with uh sticks's email and i i think you know getting some cans in in your guys's hands uh if you guys are into sparkling water and all that would be great i remember seeing that and being like that must be like alcohol as ridiculous right, as right. It. and i'm like i'm straight i'm like i'm never and then every like straight edge, i'm like did everyone sell out what the hell's happening and then i was like oh it's like water in a can i'm like what a what a, what a weird concept yeah everyone's like okay well i i'll break edge some for something this cool looking <laughs> that it's a cool co- you know like the 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 layout is beautiful and stuff mm-hmm. but i saw you guys got a sponsor chai yeah, yeah. So you you called it um, before I even brought it on the screen. So yeah, so we got um, Say When, which is a uh, it's a chai company out of Vancouver, Canada. It's so Fantastic. fucking bright here. At sometimes, Say when. It's like, <laughs> uh, but this is my go to. It's like the dirty chai, so it's like the closest to the coffee. Um, right, right. So I always like when I do these is like literally make it on the episode because it's so easy. I think that's the bottom of it. There we go. Cool. It's like AM, ASMR, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> There's always, um, you know, sometimes when I'm checking like new bevs on the show, um, so, sometimes there's like dead air because the guest is just like wanting to see my reaction and I'm trying to fi- <laughs> fill the dead air. So I'm like trying to drink it fast. So no, <laughs> I'm like, vamp, buddy, you got to talk while I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a horchata? What am I looking at? No. No. So, oh, so the, the the beauty of say when is like it's just like a one to one mix. So I okay. always just you know it's it's like twenty two degrees Celsius out here in Calgary today. So it's like super super nice. So all 
all it is is like a one-to-one and then it's just like I use the little measurements on the mason jar sure. and then we're good to go. I should have grabbed a good. spoon so I could stir this a little bit better. <laughs> but um I'll just do some some shaking of it off camera. But anyways, <laughs> um yeah, Tom, cheers to you. Um really stoked cheers. uh to be doing this. Um so um any new guests that I have on the show, uh, I always like to get a little bit of context on how they got into hardcore and sure. definitely, you know, with your tenure of how long you've been in the space for, I think that um, you know, it's it's always funny hearing some people more my age where they got into it off of like um I guess like certain record labels or like um certain like music videos. So you know, right. let's go back in time and give me kind of the origin story for you. The first time you heard punk or, you know, something sure, sure. like that. And we'll start to break it down. Okay. So um, back when the, there were still dinosaurs. No, um, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Way back when, before yeah. um, before the internet. Um, no, you know what? I, a friend of mine, I think it was like freshman year of high school, a guy named um, James Kim, who I actually, um, he messaged me. I hadn't spoken to the guy in probably 25 years, like no, through no, you know, no problem. It's just like people grow and, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he had messaged me because we still had some like mutual friends. And I was like, dude, you don't have know how much of an impact you've had on my life completely unwittingly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, you gave me a dinosaur junior minor threat tape in freshman year of high school. And I was like, that literally changed my life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, really? <laughs> I go, Yeah. And he's like, how? And I'm like, because after that, then I bought like a sick foot all record. And then I got this and I got that. And I was like, that changed my life. I was like, I got to be in bands. I got to go places. I'm like, this is bonkers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, he, like, and he had like no real idea. For sure. You know, and I was like, you know, and because he was like, you know, he just went on, had family. He was, I think he joined like the armed forces, whatever the story was. Yeah. But I was like, you have no idea. So it was ultimately freshman year. Um, I got a like a 90 minute cassette. Like one side was the minor threat discography. The other side with Dinosaur Jr., which two bands that I still love to this day, so it was very appropriate. Mm. You know, and I like metal and like, you know, the more popular crap. You know what I mean? I like, <laughs> you know, Metallica and all that sort of stuff because I feel like any angsty, you know, eighth grader likes that sort of nonsense. And, um, but yeah, after getting that tape and then, then it was like off to the races and then started going to shows and just buying records mm-hmm. and well, mostly tapes. I didn't really buy vinyl. I regret that now. Oh, yeah, but yeah. As a kid, it was kind of like, well, I have this. So I could either spend this, you know, get one record for 18, or I could buy two tapes for 18. So I bought a lot of cassettes. It's like <laughs> all the right. classic hardcore records I have on cassette if they were available because it was just a, a way to get two things instead of one. Right. Yeah. The Yeah. I, I'm curious. I, I'm sure the value of like OG cassettes is far different than like the first pressing of like a, a, a God tier hardcore right. record. I would, yeah. I would have to imagine. I mean, and they, I don't think, I mean, I haven't played them, but I would imagine as soon as you put them in, they'd snap the paper <laughs> the tape player because they're so like antiquated and like they've been sitting drying up for the last 25, 30 years, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they're probably just sitting there. But that was like literally my go. Like I'd, I'd get cassettes just because I could have, I could afford two instead of just getting one. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like did a couple of bands and then. Then I woke up and I was on a podcast in 2021. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it all kind of went very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think like it, it's strange at times looking back, even how long I've been doing hardcore sure. and bands, just like it feels like just yesterday, but it's like, oh, like I'm starting to become some of the older 
um influence right. in my you know seeing this like predominantly pretty younger so yeah it, it just kind of flies by as you're it's amazing doing shit you're, yeah. you're, right you're like that record had to be oh my god that record's 15 years old we we have those revelations <laughs> on the podcast a lot that i'm like i what when did that come out 2016 they're like 2008 i'm like pardon me like i yeah. have no concept of any sort of time right because it all you know it all kind of melds into one <laughs> right one kind, kind of, of streamline yeah, yeah, uh, stem weird. of consciousness but yeah. uh i i like hearing how um how how you were mentioning like going back to that uh original friend who like gave you that tape and you're like you yeah. literally because it was very similar like i feel like most people either listening or watching to, to to this podcast can attest that there was like a moment where someone's like yo you want to listen to something like stupid and then it's like they put in the cd that just like unlocks it or like pulls the veil over right, right. Over they may have lives. like a cool older sister or an old brother older brother or a friend or a cousin or whatever like and like even you know when i was younger like i'd have like neighbors that was like listening to like kiss mm-hmm. or like even like the ramones like so i was like you know nine years old listening to the remote like having no idea what like iron maiden like just listening to it be like this sounds cool i have no idea what's going on right but like that you know james giving me that cassette you know and like i feel like a lot of like you know origin stories for anybody the person who gives you like that first like unlocks it for you is usually there for a little bit like this guy was not involved in any way mm-hmm. after that so it was kind of, it wasn't like we were going to shows together like i have friends that i went to high school with that we still go to shows together mm-hmm. he just kind of like disappeared so it was kind of like he has no concept right of anything mm-hmm. of, of how anything went not even in terms of like but just kind of like you know a ninth like earth crisis probably doesn't exist to him in his purview <laughs> because sure. in 1991 or whatever they weren't a thing in brooklyn <laughs> so yeah. it was kind of like but like well, he must have you know he missed out on so much stuff yeah. Like it's like kind of frozen in amber, his experience. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? yeah, I, I do think, you know, it was very similar for me. I had like a childhood best friend. He was showing me some of those like, um, you know, I, I had like the classic like Christian upbringing. So it was sure. like, yo, listen to like Demon Hunter and As I Lay Dying and some of these like more metal bands and even Under Oath sure. on that degree. And it was like kind of um, it was strange because I started like playing in bands and started to like look into that as much as I could immediately. And it's weird looking back now, like, you know, you, you add the person on Facebook and then you're just like, they're just in your friends list, but you're not like, you know, running in the same circles as them. But I don't, I don't even know if he listens to heavy music a anymore or B could even like attest to like, um, knowing that that was so crucial for me growing up to, to, to have him show me that. And then I just obsessed about it. And, and that's my life. (laughs) Right, like you got to do bands, you book shows, you book fests, you do a pocket, like, mm-hmm. and some guy like is probably out there like at a, you know, a desk job kind of. Being, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like, hey man, take solace in the fact that you changed at least one person's life. Yeah, yeah, which and, is pretty cool. Yeah, you know? and, and that that pushes me for sure because like again, like like being kind of like one of the the older, I guess, people now within Western Canada, which is weird to say because I like I always felt like I was always looking up at like. Right. You know, like when I was going to youth group, it was always like the older kids or the older grades in my school. Right. Um, or even when I was going to shows, it's like, look at these people, these dudes in these bands when, you know, like half of them were just like 21 or something like that. But now, right, right. now like doing this podcast and just doing scoped and all the, the other projects that I'm involved in, I'm like constantly thinking about like, how could I 
potentially inspire just one person that becomes right. the next hate five six that becomes the next extra grind podcast like you know you never know until it's like you're on the other side of it oh absolutely yeah and i think it's funny like we always talk about it too it's kind of like you look at like these like you know looking up at like the older kids but in the grand scheme of things they're like three years older than you but like <laughs> yeah at the time it seems like I mean, this guy's got to be like 47. You're like, no, he's 22. <laughs> like, it's like, right. you know, but like there's their experience and so much. like now it makes no difference. The three years is nothing. But then, you know, the guy who's in, in a band for three years, you're like, oh, he's like the elder states person. Right. Like, this is, he's been around for a long time. <laughs> but meanwhile, it's like, hey, he's three or four years older than you, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And see that now, yeah, even in New York, like it's kind of like. Walter Schreifels isn't that much older than the rest of us. You know, <laughs> right. we all I've, I've listened to him, but like. I might have been 16. He might have been 20. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or right. whatever the difference might have been, you know? Yeah. And and I think, like, I think that there was almost this mystique um, when I was, like, first playing in bands where it's, like, there's this, like, secret um, time frame of, like, when your band could become something. And so it's, like, right. within the 18 to, like, 24, 25 or whatever. And, like, being 28 now, it's, like, this is you know, the band, the band that I'm playing in now is like the first time where it's like more than just my local circle gives a fuck about it. And, right, right, you right. know, and, and there's so many bands you see now that, you know, are still doing stuff, maybe not on a full-time basis, but we'll play festivals. We'll play like bigger shows that are into their forties and fifties and things like right. that. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, like I mean, non-age, um, I guess like, Oh, like, like you you got to be uh under this to uh to do the hardcore hardcore thing yeah and i think it's funny like we um the guys from miracle drug um from louisville they're like in my age range whatever and they're like it's an all ages show that means both ends of the spectrum and i was like <laughs> make us go you make a good point right you know because i think it's hard you know i mean and as an older person like to be in a band like does a 23 year old need to hear me it's tough it's hard to say you know what i mean and i think you know you can do it and not totally embarrass yourself or i mean a lot of people in my age range embarrass themselves mm -hmm. right you know what i mean so it's, it's a very kind of slippery slope that it's like you don't want to take up too much space because there's a lot younger folks that that have much more stuff to say that are much more kind of of value than yeah some older person yeah you know? yeah That's but why, you know. but i do like that idea where it's like all ages means bringing your nine-year-old kid who it might be their very first show and they're sitting on your shoulders with the giant the giant cans out. yeah right. yeah but also to like you know the the 60 year old who's like i i've been here since like day one or whatever right so the dead kennedy is tough yeah yeah. You know. yeah yeah and i think that you know i think i was like that's actually a good point i never really thought of it that way but yeah absolutely um so yeah let's talk about some of the bands that uh that you've been a part of sure. so um i I don't know if Indecision is like the first band that you've been in, but like that's probably one of the most, you know, well-known projects that, uh, you know, when people can tie your names together. So t tell me about the formation of that and just kind of like, you know, I think the last thing that you guys put out was just before I, I, 1999, I believe. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, without me. So like there were two singers, there was yes. me and another guy. Yeah, yeah. The last record that they did with the other guy was 1999. Mm -hmm. Yeah, release the was 99. Yeah, because I think I saw it was like 95, 90, no wait, 96, 97, 98, 99 with, you know, you on the first two and then the new yeah. vocalist on the other. So Yeah, so we had four records out in four years. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is, damn. When like, you think back, you're like, that's out. pretty wild. Yeah. 
Justin was busy. Um, yeah, uh, we started what we were in a band in high school called Farmer, which was terrible. Oh, terrible! Oh, like un- like ungodly bad. Um, that like no one has a demo, so I never have to worry about it getting out because it's like that bad. It's like <laughs> like we didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. Nobody knew what they were doing. And then they were going to start a new band, and um, Justin from Indecision was like, "We should get Tom to sing." And another guy in the band was like, "I don't want everyone to like compare us to Farmer." And I was like, no one knows who Farmer is. It doesn't matter. Um, and then they went through a bunch of different singers and they're like, all right, well, uh, Tom in. And then, so we were all high school friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we all went to the same all boys Catholic high school in Brooklyn. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had to get our uh, angst out some way. And then, um, yeah, we existed probably for like three years before we really did much of anything. Like it was one of those like, played five shows last year really taking off you know like yeah and then um we our big break and and you can tell me if i'm rambling and there's like too much of a story no no so you should know we as had, well as that everyone rambling is encouraged on a podcast so. <laughs> <laughs> so our first kind of real like quote unquote big break is uh justin gets home from high school one day and his mother's like you got a call and she's like he's like from who he's like roger moret from agnostic front and Justin's like what <laughs> So he calls him back and he goes, um, hey, man, like um, I'm booking a show. He was managing Madball at the time. OK. And he was like, I'm booking a show at the Wetlands, which is like this big um, venue in, in Manhattan. Um, that was like very, very, very popular in like the jam band scene. That's like where like Dave Matthews and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff came from. Um, he's like, you know, do you guys want to play? And we're like, and Justin's like, sure. And he's like, can you guys draw kids? And Justin's like. Yeah, like we, he was like totally like lying, but then it was like full court press. Like anyone you ever met has to come to the show because we just told the guy from Agnostic Front that we can draw people, right? You know, um, and then so we played it, ended up being awesome. And it was like, I forget who it was, Madball 25 to Life, Powerhouse, Billy Club Sand, which is first show. Wow, um, okay, we were on like second or third. And uh, it was this, it was a show that Agnostic Front came like reunited at, so it was like this huge thing. Oh, okay. It was sure. like a secret reunion for them. Mm. Um, but like after that, it was kind of like we we were able to kind of show that you know like oh people come out for them, and then like a couple of year, months later we got to play with like a veil there, mm. and then we played you know, and then it was sort of like then we were able to, we were able to do like an LP, and then like then we had our own little thing, so people would come out and see us like Silent Majority and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like we, the first like three years, we were just like, we barely did anything. You know, like we, we tried, but no one really cared. Sure. Because at the time, like Brooklyn was like an outer borough. Oh, okay. It wasn't as cool as like, like the strokes made it or whatever. Like it was kind of like, people like, people thought of Brooklyn, they thought of Biohazard and then everyone just like wrote us off. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it's kind of strange Mm -hmm. because they were, they were an entry point band for a lot of people, us included to an extent. Definitely. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, and then like we kind of did our own thing. We were able to like play CBs and wetlands on our own, and um, and then like we went on tour, um, and then we got robbed in Vancouver. Oh, the last tour. Like so this is why this is one of the like turning points. Like why I wasn't in the band anymore. Okay, so yeah, as a, I, I, as like, a Canadian, I I apologize. For it was that. brutal. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, we put out a record in '97 unorthodox. 1998 we put out a record called most precious blood we're doing a summer tour with silent majority who if, if anyone who's listening hasn't heard them check them out you'd love it it's like a veil seven seconds girl it's one of the best new york bands ever hmm, okay um, and millhouse um <laughs> we're in vancouver 
we get sent to the wrong venue. Um, and like we're like we're idiot New York people, and we don't realize anything. And it was funny. A Ram from Champion is the guy who booked the show. Oh, really? Okay. Right? So That's this is way cool. back when. Yeah. Yeah. So the show got moved. Our booking agent never told us. I guess we were in a very um, in a in a part of Vancouver where heroin use was like very 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 prevalent. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, no idea. So we're like, you know, we we go, we find out that we're at the wrong place. We're in like a park. We're going back, and somebody from South Majority is like, "Why does that guy look like he's coming out of your van?" And he was. <laughs> and like our van got like ransacked like ransacked like they stole i had cassettes because it was back then like they stole like my fiona apple tape like oh. that's all i wanted <laughs> some some dude has like a like a mastercard straight edge shirt somewhere out there so we like we go into full like we we chase people we're you know Holy getting fuck. our stuff back all this sort of stuff it's one thing to be like, I'm looking for wallets and money versus like, I'm looking for hardcore memorabilia. Like, yeah, like uh, backpacks, you know? Yeah. And we're like, oh, come on, man. And like, so we chased two of the guys into a, into a boat, like a, like a, like a 7 Eleven type place. And like, these two guys like stopped us at the front door and like pulled guns on us. And we're like, all right. So we got some of our stuff back. And the cops were like, um, yeah, you might want to get out of here because now everyone in town is looking for you. And we're like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. All right. So then we drove with a broken window, like out of British Columbia. We're like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like anywhere in Washington sounds better than this right now. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And uh, we ended up, no, we ended up playing the show. The show was awesome. And it was, it was, um, uh, I forget the band from Kelowna. Kelowna? Um, Col- and yeah, then, Kelowna. You, you got Kelowna, that. Right? right? Yeah. Um, and then Strain headline. So it was like all of our bands oh, and okay. Strain headline in Vancouver. So it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then, like, we played our way down. But like, after that, at that point, we were all like, eh, who wants to do this anymore? You know what I mean? Like, right. And, like, the last, like, nice thing that happened was, like, we went we went to Revelation. And they're like, oh, we heard you guys got broken into. We're like, yeah. And then he's like, who got their clothes stolen? I was like, me. And they're like, go into the warehouse, grab whatever you want. I was like, oh. Right. So do a little, like, uh, like a Gorilla Biscuit shirt. I'll take a youth today. I was like making out like a bandit. Yeah. Um, I was like, I didn't really like the shirts they stole. So this is way better. Um, I've never thought like, of that experience of going to like a, a place like All in Merch or any like place that just has it and just like shopping around like you're at the mall. It was something. incredible. It was like overwhelming. <laughs> I was like, and then you don't want to be like the greedy jerk. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I also, they also stole a hoodie. Can I grab a hoodie? Like, I don't yeah. want to be that guy. Um, oh, this is on Champion? Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gildan? God damn it. Yeah, yeah. You know comfort color? Yeah, it was not. Um, <laughs> uh, um, and then, yeah, like, by the time we got home, it was kind of like, uh, it wasn't really going that well. I didn't really want to do it that much anymore. They didn't want to do it with me anymore. Mm. I had gotten into grad school, so they were like, they still wanted to kind of like, yeah dogs. yeah they were hungry and, and like, you were yeah, and doing like, other things yeah 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 and i was like well this is cool but like i, I can do it during the summer but other mm-hmm. than that, i'm not really so then they got Artie, who's the guy who actually signed us to the label that put out the two lps oh okay gotcha. he sang for millhouse sang for a bunch of other bands so he joined they lasted for like another year and a half maybe two years mm-hmm. then they broke up for their own reasons they b- broke up in el paso texas so I'm yes. tell you how far away from New York it is. <laughs> like they were, you know, and uh, two of them went one way, the other two went the other way, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then, um, and then, yeah. Tell me about like the 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 coming around of that because like that that's always been a thing that I've seen where like hardcore is one of those things where where bands can do like one off shows or little reunion things, and it doesn't need to right. be this like 
big like highly marketed deal it could just be like this band's playing this fest tomorrow and people were like oh my gosh it's crazy so right like how we came like the indecision thing came back around yeah yeah and then just like yeah the placement of like oh yeah we want tom like it, for any shows that we're doing in the future like we'll have like tom's gonna right, be right. that versus Artie, or you know do you guys like sure. kind of swap off or whatever I, yeah i mean Artie doesn't isn't very interested in it which is fine. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I think it, it was. It's you know, it depends, and it depends on your preference and stuff. Like, there's no right answer or wrong answer. Like, what records you like or whatever. It just seemed at the time. So we got back together because, long story short, um, there was a benefit for a friend on the island um, that Silent Majority reunited for. He needed help um, paying for cancer treatment. Okay. For whatever reason, we couldn't do it at the time. Um, and it kind of weighed on me. I was like, that really sucks, man. We could have fucking, we should have done that. You know, mm. but like someone was like out of town, whatever the story was. So then we had gotten an offer to play um, the super, uh, Black and Blue Bowl. Okay. And uh, we're like, oh, all right. And then like half the guys didn't want to do it. But I'm like, we really owe it to this dude, James, like to play and raise some money, whatever. And uh, like, it, but like you said, it was one of those things. It wasn't like, here's the press release. Here's this. It was just kind of like, we were a band on a show. Right. You know, and it was kind of like we were probably like middle of the bill, it was like VOD headlined, no underdog headlined, like VOD killing time. It was like a cool show, but it was like we were just like on the show, you know, not mm -hmm. and we didn't know really what to expect. It had been years, you know. Yeah. It ended up being awesome. And then like soon like and then we did um unfortunately, um the uh, the guy James who we played for was he was was doing well at the time. <clears throat> he actually played a song with us at the show. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm he was like a great bass player. So he played a, a song with us at the show. Um, he had, he passed away in the interim. And so uh, we were doing like another Memorial show for him. And uh, his parents, like wanted all the money donated to, I don't know if it's, it's known in Canada, like Ronald McDonald house, which sounds like a terrible thing, yeah. but it's like, no, they put up, that. you know, yeah. families and stuff when they're dealing with kids that are not doing well in hospitals and stuff like that. So they wanted all the money donated there. Mm. And then like, so the first show was me, uh, Rachel, um, Justin, myself, Paul Klein, who played drums for Suburban Scum, and this um, this good Mike McGarvey, who plays bass for like Cambria. He was in like Marauder and Madball. Oh, okay. So he, they played. With, we grew up with Mike, so we played with them. And then like the next show, the drummer was like, "All right, I'll do it." I'm like, "Okay." So our drummer came back, the original mm -hmm. drummer. So it was like the same guy, you know, most four fifths of the band and Mike, and then. Uh, we got Steve, the original bass player, back for like the next show, and then it was kind gotcha. of like, um, you know, we didn't want to play it into the ground, but like we'll do a show, you know, every once in a while. Like we usually before our plan was like kind of like do like a home and an away show. Oh, okay. So it'd kind of be like mm -hmm. you know we'll play, you know, like a like a local show. To me, I, I think we're all still involved in hardcore stuff because we love it. There's no like, we're not looking to be rich you know right, we're not right. looking to yeah. pay rent off of hardcore to be quite honest with you so it's kind of like we want experiences and like be able to say like we play with unbroken we got to play with whoever like all of our heroes right. so like that's kind of what we're looking for like i don't really you know like what to say like i remember i used to go to concerts here and now we got to play there like that sort of stuff right, that's right. what we're looking for i'm not looking for like whoever gives me the most money is where we'll show up it's like i you know if you're like we got to play like fya one year mm -hmm. it's like this is awesome yeah like i wasn't expecting to be you know as long as I didn't lose money, I'm totally fine. Like we're yeah. all cool with like going wherever. So like we got to go to Chicago. We played Seattle twice. 
or Tacoma and then Seattle and like, um, you know, random things like that. It's like, that's what we're looking to do. So it's yeah. kind of like, we'll play once or twice a year, um, you know, and, 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 and not totally burn it. Cause we've seen that all too often, especially in New York with like reunion bands. Mm. Like now it's, I don't even consider ourselves a reunion band, which is a band that hasn't put out a record in a long time, but we play like <laughs> relatively often and often enough that it's not like it's, there's no kind of, you know, no, no, grand push it's kind of like yeah. oh cool and instead of playing with sick of it all or instead yeah of playing here. i kind of like that like we play here and there like we'll play a local thing in march and then we'll play you know somewhere else in the country um in november and but like right, right. there's no pressure for that but i you know if there's anything that you know anyone who maybe took hardcore a little for granted before the pandemic is that like yeah. things will pop up and like um so like a lot of moments in hardcore are fleeting. So that indecision set that comes up that you're like, that is, you know, a four hour flight, a 12 hour drive, whatever it is. Right. Like that might be the only one that you get for like a number of years. So right. Yeah, and that's the playoff kind of, you know, one is important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, and usually it's fests that have worked just because it's like, it's not cheap to fly five adults and equipment places. So right. it's like, we could never expect someone in like Chicago to be like, we're do a one-off on a Saturday. Like, unless it's tied to like a larger thing. Right. I, I can't say that we're worth fucking $3,000. Whatever the price may be to get sure. flights. And, you know, we got to bring guitars and snares and all this kind of crap. Yeah. Um, I don't bring anything. I just bring clothes. Yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> and my cheery personality, I guess. I don't know. Um, but usually it's been like festivals because it kind of, it, it's factored into like the, 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 what it's going to cost for the whole thing for sure um but i mean yeah and i think you know we've been lucky to be able to kind of do stuff like that um and you know and haven't burned it out yet you know and like i guess it's i say i feel like we play infrequent infrequently enough that it's still kind of like you know our friends that can go out twice a year that's one of their nights mm -hmm. and they're still we're lucky that younger folks there's some young folks that still care yeah yeah it is cool because i remember i was like kind of perusing uh through the through the instagrams and i guess like i didn't i i must have not known about you guys when i saw the um the poster for this but when it when it was the knocked loose a different shade of blue uh release show right and uh, i think you guys played like right under them and you know no pressure yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, fuck <laughs> yeah but I, I do think that's cool to like you know, like Knocked Loose is one of those bands that have brought this like new wave of kids into like that heavy music, like Absolutely. not even hardcore, but just like heavy music space. Um, and to see like uh, like a band like that, just like right beforehand, it's like, oh, like this, like this is cool. It's kind of the same thing when like I, I, I've heard it multiple times on the podcast where Terror has played with like those certain bands that are maybe more metal or maybe more. Right. Uh, right. metalcore leading um and then just they get put onto hardcore that way so i think that's always really cool to see yeah I and mean, especially that show when it came up like um vitalo was like noctus wants you to play their record release show. i was like fuck all right like i had known isaac um and brian for a little bit i was like cool man that's fucking awesome like right. those dudes are legit fuck you know and like we had them on the podcast relatively early oh okay so um they were on a tour i forget who they were on a tour with but it was before like i think you know them being on kind of opened up eyes to like a lot of people like, oh, these kids are like actual hardcore kids. Right. And not just someone, I mean, no disrespect to anybody who does like, we're just, you know, don't only just listen to a mm -hmm. You right. know, like Brian's like talking about like killing time and like, 
all these older bands and stuff like that. So like, right. Vital hit me up. So I hit up the band and like our drummer, who's like more of like a serious XM kind of guy than a, than a, let me check out the newest seven inch on triple B kind of guy. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He was like, are you fucking with me? I go, why would I be messing with you? And he was like, Knocked Loose wants us to play their record release show. He's like, they're like my favorite band. I go, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, he, and, and he's like, they know. I'm like, what am I making this up? Like, of course, yeah. yes, they asked us to play. And like, we, they were looking for another band to play right before us. Another older band that were kind of like being wishy-washy about it. So I was like, what about Mind Force? Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. Vital was like, fuck, that's a great, perfect. Mm-hmm. And like getting to play with Karma, getting to play with Judiciary, like, both bands fucking ruled, you know what I mean? Like it was just like, and but for us to go, like I looked at a few, fe- like few of the flyers more recently, and I was like, like you, like you idiot, got put in like a tough. Like we were like right before Foundation at the last Foundation show, or right yeah. before Knocked Loose. That was like that was one million percent their show. Right, there were some right. kids that knew us, like definitely, you know, like there were enough kids that like, like you said, it's like this is a fleeting moment. They're not coming to wherever I live, so I might have to take the five-hour road trip to Louisville to see them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a thousand, twelve hundred people waiting for Knocked Loose, and like we're the half hour between that and <laughs> the, you know what I mean, them and that. Right. So it was tough, but like, it was super. Everyone was like super receptive. It was a we had such a fucking blast. Like yeah, they, and the Knocked Loose dudes are like incredibly sweet, and you know, for them to like just put us on that was just so fucking cool. Like I couldn't thank them enough. Yeah. Cause I think most bands, when a bigger band is reaching out to them to go on tour, to play a bigger show, like that's always those like, well, like we look up to you guys. So it's really cool. So it's, it's interesting to see the reverse of that where it's like, you know, almost like they respect you guys so much that they're like, yeah, we should bring on this band, you know, and kind of have it in that kind of cycle. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were we're we've been very fortunate with stuff like that that people like kind of look out, you know, like have taken a liking to us and like want to look out for us and want to like expose their fans to like what the stuff that we do. It's fun. we're like we've been super lucky. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I know one thing that I wanted to touch on, and uh, yes. I apologize if if you've talked about this a number of times, but this is something that um was interestingly like I had first heard about it. Um, through the under the influence uh, New York hardcore documentary that Vice or I I guess it was noisy noises noisy is like yes. through voice Vice yep. Um, yep. they were talking about um, I think it was the the soldier tattoo kind of stuff yes. that kind of like blew up so uh, for those that don't know um, you could probably bring to light some of those things but um, some indecision uh, lyrics uh, from one of the first albums was tattooed on the side of a soldier's body who was being like hell lifted out of um, yeah he was like some... medevaced yeah yeah being worked on yeah. yeah so in the documentary they were touching on that I think it was your uh, James is your guitar player's name Justin Justin, Justin okay yeah. I was I was one J name it's off. Close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, he he was talking about that and I was like oh yeah that, that's that's really cool um, I don't know if he wrote the lyric or and you just sang it or like yeah tell me about some of those things and how crazy that was for you um and any context that i missed there sure sure so yeah there was a lyric that like so justin and i um worked on everything together so it was kind of like we'd almost have like piles of stuff and like i'd kind of piece it together and and like you know kind of place it in the music you know and it was never like here's a full song done Mm -hmm. it was kind of like we'd write and then i'd figure out what would sound okay with that stuff and then go from there yeah so with with the soldier um um james hicken bottom i think his name was 
Um, so I, you know, all of a sudden it's in like Time magazine or something, and it's like one of the like pictures of the year and all this sort of stuff. And he's got our tattoo on the side. We're like, holy shit. You know, and like uh, you know, so we um we did a, a benefit shirt for him to raise money to retrofit his house because he was going to be um like wheelchair, like in a wheelchair for oh okay, sure. So we ended up like doing like I don't know. I forget what we raised like twenty or thirty thousand dollars to be able to put in like all these ramps and kind of really kind of get his house prepared for his return home and all sort of stuff. Mm. And um, so Justin meets the guy and everything, and he was like, "So, you know," and 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 the dude is like, "I have no idea who your band is." Oh, <laughs> and Justin's like, "What?" And he's like, "I saw it on a tattoo shop wall, and I really liked it." And then it became like like a marine thing. Oh, so I cannot tell you more often than not. If you see somebody in the wild with a for those I love, I'll sacrifice tattoo, that is not an indecision tattoo anymore. (laughs) Because, like, people be like, Hey, man, I I make like I can't tell you how like my friends will be at like a you know out at the beach or like at a place where like you can see the beginnings of it. A guy like, Yo, let me take that picture of that tattoo. Like, you like indecision? And I'd be like, What? (laughs) Like, they have no idea what's going on. (laughs) So, this guy didn't really know, and he's like, No, I really like Christian, like Christian rock. And I'm like, Don't give him the records then because he's not gonna be happy um so like he you know he was super really kind and like justin got to meet him yeah you know kind of and and do a bunch of stuff with the guy but like yeah he had no idea what it was oh wow that's it was great i'm like fuck and i'm like well well, i'm like it's so it's so awesome Mm -hmm. but it became more of like a flash tattoo than uh i like this band right yeah, because I think when I saw that documentary, like Noisy really played it up that it's like these things are connected. But like he- hearing it straight from you guys are like, no, he, nah, yeah, this guy. Liked- I never met him. I never met the dude. So like when Justin's like, yeah, hey, he had no idea who the fuck we were. I was like, awesome. <laughs> I was like, that's that's pretty much poor for the course. Yeah. Well, um, and- I mean, it doesn't take anything away from it. It's just it's so cool. But it's like it has nothing to. We happened to write the words, and then it just got out there. And then yeah, yeah, became a thing. Yeah, that that is too funny because it, it is really one of those fair. things where it's not just like, like, like there's enough words where it's like in your mind, you're like, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, like I was, I was listening to the song today even, and I was like, not to like, like there's, there's people from so many different walks of life who, you know, are in service in the military and some of those sure. things. So I guess I was just trying to like think about how maybe he got that tattoo as like a meaning for his family. I was like trying to piece it together but i guess it was just something where i was like yeah that looks cool i'll put that yeah put that i mean or maybe he's like you know for my fellow marines this is what i got or whatever it is yeah and that's cool i mean that's totally fine yeah it's really not what the lyric is in <laughs> right. the grand scheme of things right. you know um the second half gets cut off and all of it it actually started funny enough on that tour that i talked about that ended in vancouver poor terribly right one day we were going to a place. I f- we were playing in Augusta, Georgia, or something. And Silent Majority and Millhouse were like, "We're going to be late to the show, but we'll see you there." And they showed up, and they all got it. Oh, okay. So they were the first people to ever get it. Interesting. Okay. So it was like a small, like crew thing that we all had it. Gotcha. Then it became like a tattoo that like hardcore kids got, mm-hmm. and then it became a tattoo that like that Time Magazine promoted. Like, <laughs> yeah, that it's like you know it's next to like a lotus flower and like you know like a like a like a dream catcher. It's right. just like a thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it doesn't, you know, like I bought like a, like a year in review magazine, like book, like a time, you know, that, you know, you see that, I mean, it's an incredibly heavy picture. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like if it said a fucking hate read lyric or if it said nothing, it's still like, <laughs> holy shit, you know? Right. It just so happened to be something that we were tangentially involved in. Yeah. You know? 
do you feel like uh you know something at that time like i think that there was i i I was i was reading an article and it was funny because i don't think that um that at, at least i don't know if it was time if they actually like promoted the band or said the band name, they just said like punk band or like band, like yeah, yeah never got promoted there... as an decision thing. <laughs> it was just like Justin got interviewed on on some of those things. Um, yeah, you know, for people that may have known, you know, because I was just talking about this with Greg, like you know, punk and hardcore kids have like infiltrated everywhere, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. like, there may be somebody, you know, a photographer at time that is actually a hardcore kid that was like. I know who wrote that or, you know, right, right, right. put stuff together, but like normal civilian persons, not ever, they're not going to Google that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. So do you, um, yeah, it's funny that you like, I, I do think that there are, I, it's weird being in this space and seeing people go and kill it and do like really crazy things. And it's almost like cooler because they were in the hardcore world or they know of that. Um, I yeah. know, um, there's a photographer I follow on Instagram. Uh, I, I'm blanking on his last name, but his first name, Adam, he was like doing a lot of like DI, I, like he's someone that I would love to have on the podcast, honestly, because he's from Minneapolis. He was doing a lot of like booking of the shows there um, sure. back in like probably like the late 2010s. And now he's like the full-time photographer of like Post Malone. And so it's like so crazy to like. Right, right. Yeah, like obviously there's like, some of those things where you know like um austin knows about heavy music and and comes from that world as well but to right. see i think i have him on facebook now and i'll like like if i search his name it'll be like yo we're doing this all ages thing it's like now you're on tour with one of the biggest like hip-hop Back stars of all time right right exactly yeah <laughs> playing arenas and stuff in front of twenty thousand screaming people every night yeah and and even on like a even smaller scale, I remember when I was first getting into hardcore, people in the local scene were uh, freaking out that um, Lay's Chips did this like contest where there was all these different people that submitted all these like kind of wacky flavors. Flavors, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And some some guy from I I don't know if it's Edmonton or Calgary, but he was from the hardcore scene, played in bands, and he was like in the top two. And you're like, if this, if we're going to have a hardcore, like, dude that <laughs> made the next Lay's chip, like, fucking crazy. We made it. We made, we made it. it. We finally made it. Yeah. We all did. If he makes it, we all make it. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Chips at every, Lay's only at the hardcore shows um, going forward. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, we, we've been through, you know, like, I, I've met people that are, like, art therapists. I've met people that are, like, you know, higher ups and CEOs and stuff that are, like, I used to go see Converge. I'm like, you know, it's like people, you know, <laughs> right. It's just so strange when those, those worlds like kind of clang up against each other. You're like, wait, what? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> what is this, that, this is so, you know, like yeah. my friends are derelicts when we were hardcore kids. Like what is happening that all these folks went on to become like great thing, you know, and be involved in such great stuff. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Like you, you're bringing up uh, a ROM, like for him to be such a, a badass like businessman now, Incredible. but like, you know, still like, jumping around and playing in bands and doing like the hardcore thing for so long. Like I love seeing that, uh, that, that, um, like dichotomy almost. Yes, absolutely. And it's feasible. You can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And still be involved in a, in a real way Mm -hmm. and be like, you know, an active member, a participant and be able to kind of do stuff, you know, like it doesn't, you don't have to choose necessarily. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, I, I love that you kind of uh, clarified some of the things on the indecision <laughs> sure. side. Um, I do want to chat about Colossus as well because that's sure. the newest thing. You know, you know, Absolutely. indecision hasn't put out uh, a new record in almost twenty years, but uh, yeah. in the last year, I, I, it was at the beginning of this year actually that you guys dropped. That. Yeah, it came out uh, February actually, end of February. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. Tell me about that idea. Uh, I think this whole pandemic time has like really encouraged people to do like little one-off things, little side bands. Um, and like, has that been in the works for years? And then it was like, now's the time to do it. Or what? What? What influenced that? Sure, sure. Um, so I've been friendly with the Mind Force dudes for a while. Um, we played some of uh, some of their earlier shows. Like they played um, first time I saw them, they played with us, Indecision, Gorilla Biscuits. Rest in pieces and and terror, I think. Okay. Um, oh, and God's hate in in a in a Webster Hall in Manhattan, and I was like, this band's fucking amazing. And then it ended up being like, oh, we know a bunch of the same people. Yeah. So we became friendly, um, you know. And I've been like a huge like Mind Force supporter over the years on like the podcast and stuff. And you know, we became really really close, all of us. Mm -hmm. And um, one day, um, Jay texts me. He's like, um, hey, uh, so we wrote some songs for you. Would you do it? And I was like. All right. So I guess he had, they went, recorded the whole thing. Okay. Sent it to Bob first. Oh, and we're like, okay. Do you yeah, think yeah. he'll do this? And, and Bob's like, yeah, I think so. And Jay was like, you know, we wanted you to have something current. Like you deserve to be, have something current. Because mm. I mean, Indecision has been literally talking since we've gotten back together. Like, we got to write some stuff. And like, we get like, we have like a song. We've been together for 12 <laughs> years now. It's like, right. You know, because now, now we practice just in time, in terms, uh, in time for a show. Yes. Like, we're not like getting, you know, Rachel lives, on Cal Rachel lives in California. The other dudes have like children. One's a, a city councilman. So it's like, we're not like just getting together in the basement to jam for four hours. It's kind of like, right. let's ro run through the set once if we can get through it without joking and and killing time for an hour like mm -hmm. let's actually get this stuff done right so jay was like you know we really think like you still have you know you should still be involved and i'm like oh, i really appreciate that so they're like uh here's the songs i'm like wow all right all already recorded like as you hear it on on the record that's what it is yeah and then i got that in like uh maybe like september and then we were trying to figure out a way to get uh so jack from age of apocalypse is like starting his own studio which is where they recorded Gotcha. Um, okay. Up in like Western Massachusetts. So like one day, like Jay and I like took a ride up there. It's probably like four hours from New York. And like went in, like the I did it once and I was like, I don't love it. But like they were so nice. They're like, no, it's great. I'm like, give me like give me 10 minutes. Let me just like so I like went back into like, you know, when I used to like actually warm up and stuff, like for shows and tours and stuff. <laughs> so I did that and I went back in and it was pretty much like one take. Damn. Okay. So yeah. like we have so. never played together. We still haven't played together. I have no like like there, someone's yeah. like, oh, you should do like uh there was talks about us doing the 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 Vans show that Walter Schreifels does. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, how you know you want to do it? I'm like, we, we actually haven't played in the same room. So like I have no <laughs> idea how this would go. Like right. I wrote those songs like listening to it on my phone. And then I went into a studio with one other person, like two other people there. I'm like, I have no idea. Like we'd have to actually practice these songs for me to do it right. Right. Yeah. So all that stuff was kind of like, once I got past like the, like taking off some of the rust, that was like one take. And then that was it. It yeah. was like, they took maybe two or three hours to write the songs or record the songs. I was done in maybe three hours and that was it. Then yeah. we had a mixed record. And yeah. Then it's so crazy with all the new things that are popping up and like, I know you guys have talked about it on the podcast, um, but just like 
how crazy some of the those first sets are going to be like for bands like pain of truth or gridiron or like shit like that like Like, because you look i'm like oh there's tons of people listening to these records and no one's seen it yet right yes like it's incredible like (laughs) it's just so nuts like um i mean even like you know god's like god's hate like that it's gonna be in, like that. The, that first show back is gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> yes, there were known already, but like that record was such a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Gulch and Drain, like Drain played once one show off of that record. Mm-hmm. One. You know what I mean? Uh, right? I think it was one. I think they played. I think because it came out after LDB, maybe. It came out after L- LDB. They did play Cali, that one backyard like that, show where they I filmed think. like the video and stuff for. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, that's, I mean, that's going to be insane. Yeah. I think Gulch even had, um, Tsunami yeah. as well, because they've only played one show ever. They only played that one show that looks like it's in, like, someone's house? Yes. No, shit. Oh, that'll yes. be ridiculous, too? Yeah. I, I think, I mean, by, was, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy to see all the new stuff that's coming through. And just, right. again, it's like, everyone's just like, I always say this, like everyone's in their Mario Kart, like carts just waiting for that green light to go like officially. <laughs> and it's just going to be like 150 star power all the way through. Oh, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. Yeah. San Jose is going to be a very dangerous place with all those bands. <laughs> um, you know, just going back to Colossus, um, sure. you know, what would be kind of like a perfect five band show that, you know, Colossus would be opening up. So you would get to pick the remaining four bands. That, oh, wow. that you would like to play with sure 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 um i th- if they could do it i would love to play with mind force mm-hmm. um maybe incendiary headlining cat it will we'll keep it all new york just sure you know, yeah yeah Lo- locals only kind of shit yeah, yeah yeah um because there's so many bands i'd be like it would be a 50 band bill and we'd be on the first <laughs> we'd be on at like 10 30 a.m and it would suck for us um incendiary 10 30 a.m the next day <laughs> Yeah, it's like cool. All right, anybody yeah, we throw out bagels or something. Um some mosh and nosh. So we'll go incendiary, mind force, Somerset Thrower, uh Pain of Truth, and then us opening. That would be, be that. a badass. Cool. That's a nice different yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean there's so much good newer stuff coming out. Um yeah, I mean, hopefully there'll be venues for people to play in and shows for, to happen and things will open up, you know, and how's everything in in, in Calgary? Is it? Um, I feel like, um, well, you know, definitely as far as Canada goes, like Ontario is the worst, but I think that's mainly due just to the number of people that are people, within right. that province. Sure. But, you know, Calgary is like one of those places that has a lot of people that don't you know, are like anti-mask or like propaganda individuals. So like, I feel like there would always be these things where it's like masks are mandatory, but like I go to the grocery store and see kids, young, uh, young adults to actual adults, not wearing them. And now it was only in the last week that it's like a mandatory, mandatory mask. And in fact, I'm like, this right, is right. So, yeah. So, this far into it, right. Yeah. So, and are I, there rules about like gatherings or like where oh, you can yes. go? And we, yeah, yeah. 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 There's been a lot of things where, you know, Endgame is trying to set up time to record and, or even just practice to record sure. and then shit doesn't line up. Um, so, wow. Wow. yeah. So, I, I feel like it's one of those struggles. I don't feel like we're too far away from um from ontario but it is strange 
to see so many people because I I know I think I know you are like hundred percent a hundred percent vaccinated. Majority of yeah. people in my age bracket are getting their second shot, and I'm like, right. My grandparents are getting their second shot in a couple of weeks, so like, it, like we are time, so yeah. behind the ball on that regard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, in the states especially, it's kind of like, well, we have a ton of these vaccines, and like not enough people to, that are willing to take them now like everyone that wanted it got them up you know like got going and then it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know I, I mean i'm sure you know the, the way the divide is like most republicans in the states won't take it yes yeah which is just crazy because it's kind of like then you're not doing anyone like you're going to impact stuff opening or opening and closing back up. i mean who the hell knows? you know what i mean it's yeah just, yeah yeah, it's, I think I think nuts. I heard on the radio in I don't know if it's in Calgary specifically or if it's all of Canada, but I think it was like there's 15% of people who said that they won't get it and then if you add on people that are like unsure, that's like 28%. I'm like that's almost what? a third. Like that's yeah, right, fucking right. scary. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's um it's tough because I I've been so over just like having to talk about the pandemic every single day of my life since March. Um, I try to avoid it as much as I can, but then it's always like, I'm calling my mom and they're like, how's your day? It's like, Oh, lockdown. I'm like, all right, check that box that I talked about COVID for the day. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's impossible not to, it's been such a thing for so, I mean, it's impacted everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, which is, which is a rare thing because how often, how much, how many things are out there that are like, are actually impacting every human being on the globe. Yes. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not even like, oh, like you didn't, like how many times you'd be like, you didn't see this crazy season finale of this wildly right. known show. Um, right. Right. But, but yeah. It's like a percentage of, of the overall. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah. So it's yeah. crazy to be like, you know, whether, whether I'm meeting someone in like, Yugoslavia or like literally wherever in the world we we could talk about what you do in the pandemic how did that right that's the you? one shared yeah, yeah. imagine that's your shared experience it's like it sucks that and stay staying home all week all, all year right and it's yeah like, yeah <laughs> you know so like um about the weather yes talking about um you know maybe transitioning from from pandemic things you know podcasting sure. in general has really sure. like shot up um you know it, it's very interesting how this podcast started just before things went down and that forced me to kind of shift it so we can do it in this way versus in person. Sure. Um, but yeah, let's talk about extra grind. Um, sure. So you guys started that like, like a few years earlier than maybe this kind of upswing. Um, so yeah. tell me about just like the initial idea of how Patrick, um, yourself and Tom, or sorry, Bob, Bob, all like came together and were like, "Hey, like, let's talk about hardcore and um, and let's kind of start there because I think there's some interesting points that we can break down." Sure, sure. So, um, I think we started at the end of 2017 at this point. Yes, I think it was right. So, maybe a year or two before that, Pat and I did a, a two episodes of Death Talk, which was like the the, the Death Witch Inc. podcast. Oh, okay. So and I've known Pat for years and years. Like he recorded, a, he filmed an MT, MPB video in like 2001. So I've known him probably for 20 years at this point. Mm. Um, and it, it, we did it. It was fun. And, he, you know, I'd run into him and like I saw him at uh, Code Orange, uh, Forever, Code Orange Forever, like record release show in New York. Okay. And he was there with his partner at the time. And he was like, we still got to do that podcast. And I was like, yeah, all right. 
Like I'm never thinking it was gonna happen. So then uh, we were in a group chat. It was um, Pat and I, Bob, who I knew but not as well, and Justin Close Casket. And we were talking about the podcast. We're like, yeah, we're gonna get this going. And then I was like, and you know, I was like, Bob, would would you want to be like involved? And he's like, all right. So like we kind of like we're like I, I mean and he's like a treasure trove like he's got knowledge like nobody's business so he's like he can check us on everything because it's like Pat likes three things I like a lot but I don't have any of the specifics down but Bob yeah. is like a little bit of everything so like we're like cool and like um, Pat wanted to kind of do it which is funny because it worked out the opposite um, Joe Budden the rapper has a podcast right so he's the older gentleman on the show and he hates everything oh okay. He has a younger, two younger friends that like kind of defend current day hip hop and R and B and stuff like that. Mm, okay, yeah, so yeah. That's how he saw it. But like, I think he saw me as the Joe Button. But I was like, I like a lot of stuff. <laughs> so it didn't really work out that way. Yeah, I was gonna say like Patrick sometimes seems to be the, on that. Yeah, on so that he, he kind of <laughs> took the villain thing, right? Um, and then it was gonna be like Axe to Grind because we were, at first it was not that it was like the only idea, but like it was gonna be a little bit more negative. Okay. And kind of like calling out the bullshit as we see it. Oh, okay. Interesting. And then it was just kind of like, ah, you know what? We don't really want to bring that energy to mm. this, to hardcore and stuff. So it was kind of like, here's the other stuff we can be doing, mm. which I think was a much better decision. And like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be like, I hate when bands do this or this band sucks. Or like, I don't want to do that. Like that's, there's no need for that. So like right. it kind of turned around to kind of like, well, to have a two hour block of that is one thing to to have a 20 minute little ramble off of a certain yeah. topic it is, is another. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, then it was kind of like, you know, we started, we had friends on and like, we kind of in the beginning, similar to what you were saying, like, you know, you'd only do the, like have, have, have guests on in person, mm-hmm. you know? So that was like the thing. So like to, you know, probably to our own detriment sometimes, like, you know, we have a ton of, folks and friends you know around the country around the world that we'd love to have on but it's like well when you get when you come through town yes you know we'll have you in yeah but it was like you know some people don't tour you know what i mean or like you Mm -hmm. know like we always like talk about like you know like having like colin young on or taylor or you know whoever you know and it's kind of like they're not coming through on tour then we're not going to have them yeah so like this kind of opened us up to kind of doing it virtually you know and having and we're able to get you know kind of expand our um our like guest reach yes um and then it's kind of you know it's become its own thing and we had no rec- you know like, i had no idea <laughs> it was just kind of like we're gonna talk about hardcore yeah like, all right and then it was kind of like oh people seem like pretty into it and then it was like oh shit people are really into it and then it kind of we were like we locked that like we had no preconceived notions and we didn't have a plan it was just kind of like right it's like we it was always the idea was like this is you and two of your friends out in like the parking lot after a show or like when you go to the diner after the show or yeah, whatever. I love just that like, analogy because that's like literally- us just shooting. Yeah, just like chatting, you know, to an extent. I mean, we're definitely because we've all had the conversations at, you know, in the parking lot or outside a show that were like, that band was fucking terrible. But like, we're not going to do that. We've <laughs> yeah. all had that conversation. Like, they're not like, that's a good up. piece of content. Let's send that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like there's no need. You know what I mean? Like everyone is doing what they're you know, their very best. I'm like, there's no need to be a shithead about it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm cool with like putting people on blast that need to be put on blast for, you know, misogynistic things or racist things or anything like fuck those people. Yeah. But if it's like, Hey man, you're doing your level best and you know, it may not be for me, but like it's for somebody else. Yeah. 
and that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone's buying, you know, picking up what I'm putting in. You know, so it's like, it's we're all, you know, like it's fine. Like we can all do this together. Yeah, and that's I hope that we kind of created that space that like people feel like they can share music. Mm-hmm. You know, we were able to kind of do. We were used to do like those like radio, sh- like the listening parties that we because we're all in the same room, so we could have like an, a real time conversation. Right. We haven't been able to figure that out, how to do that over the internet. So okay. we started doing radio shows and stuff. I played you guys on my radio show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think that is very cool that the, before I ask the next question, cause I want to yes. tangent off that. Um, are you guys um, all using the same streaming service? Cause I know Spotify and I only know this because I, I'm help, I'm help producing a podcast for, for a friend of mine and we and it's a like kind of a listening style thing so there's a, right. a a beta feature through spotify where you can do a session and even if people are in totally different areas someone like is uh essentially the host of that session and can play the music and everyone listens to it uh in real time so oh. i i'll maybe gotcha. we can chat about yeah. that a little bit later that would be awesome but yeah, um, we were trying to figure out like just like the kind of logistics and kind of like you know if if pat's off by a second everything mm-hmm. he throws off you know what yes. I mean? then it's a mess yes so it's kind of like that was our biggest concern so like we started like bob came up with the idea of like doing like like fake like you know rock and roll radio shows yeah. and like then we'd you know <laughs> I, pick i love the episode uh i think it was like the arnold schwarzenegger styled one that was me that was you. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm a big Arnold fan myself, so I was like, "All right, I can listen to three hours of this for." Because sure. I was the Tominator. Yeah, Tominator. And then I, like, had, like, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. We were like, "Let's come up with like," because we were gonna do it like, "Do we do it on our regular voices?" And Bob like had a pitch shifter on his or Pat or somebody. I was oh like, yeah, yeah. That's what we should do. And yes. so like I are trying to like this, and then I had like I picked like different commercials and like, um, and yeah, and I picked some like Terminator lines. Okay, well, yeah, we're jumping yes. around here, but what is Sorry. your what's what's your all time favorite Arnold flick that I can ask you? Uh, all time favorite, I gotta go Terminator Two. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel, I like, feel that like, was like if a, you have to say one, that that's definitely up there. It's got a right. I mean, they're all there's a lot ones. of great ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember seeing like Commando as a kid and being like, "What the fuck is happening? There's so much blood." Yes. Or like him like breaking the guy's neck next to him and on the plane mm-hmm. and being like. He's sleeping, like you know, like that's what's <laughs> but like, but I remember, like, and you, I mean, you're obviously too young for this, but like, like when Terminator Two came out, it was like a phenomenon. Like I fucking like the Guns N' Roses song, and like it was like the biggest thing you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And it's a great fucking movie. Oh yeah, still stands to 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 the test of time. I, I yeah like- yeah. I mean, the other ones are fun too. Yeah, Predator's great. You know what I mean? Commando's great. Like, but I feel like that one was just like mm-hmm. optimal Arnold. Right. Um, if I if I have to do a close second, um, yeah. I'm a I love Total Recall. I love that whole great. premise uh yeah. of that movie. Um and and if we want to give a, a holiday shout out, uh, you know, jingle all the, jingle way. All the way for sure. Sure, no, of course. I mean, Put yeah, the you know. cookie down. No. <laughs> <laughs> like kindergarten cop, there's so many. He's yes. He's really he's he's a gift. He's a treasure. Yeah, like, like I one of the first jobs I had, um, I have to shout out my uh, my old boss Chris because he was like, okay, here's a list of all the amazing like Arnold movies that are like so bad they're good, and then I started yes. to like just check them off. So I think I have Eraser 
uh, on DVD somewhere. In, wow. In the, yeah. Like <laughs> that's deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> at the very end where the, like, this is not a spoiler for anyone that's going to, well, it is a spoiler, but no one, but yeah, if you haven't out. seen it by now, you're not yeah. going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that time frame. Um, just like the limo stuck on the train tracks and then they get the calls like you've been erased and then the train just <laughs> fucking blows it up. <laughs> I love that. He's the um, best. Yeah, he, he is the best. Um, but, uh, oh yeah. So I wanted to chat with you. Uh, you know, you were talking about the, the radio shows and mm -hmm. some of those things, but, um, I wanted to ask you, cause I always find this with anyone that grows any level of social influence, especially within hardcore, there's always people that will, kind of like come and and not like hold you accountable but we'll say like hey like you really need to like feature this really small band versus talking about like every band that's on triple b every band that's on close cast it like there's there's always this like almost like cry for, for help because it is really hard to have your music break through some sure. of the, the bigger names like that so where where do you guys land on that where it's like okay, like we can't do one episode just about this small little demo, but we can do this episode that features, you know, 50 different, you know, newer things or smaller things. Uh, where, where does your mind go with that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that's when we kind of do, did the listening parties and the, the radio show just to kind of like get a, a you know, a, kind of get a larger pool of folks that were work, you know, that were able to kind of play, you know, and then sometimes it's, brand new bands it's bands that are like hey here's a new single from a band that you already know you know whatever mm -hmm. um and i think there's gonna be bias because we're primarily three northeastern new york you know primarily new york and new jersey people so like right. there may be a band you know from somewhere in like south dakota that we may not be privy to but like we're more than happy to like send us stuff like that's what we ask for like send us whatever you like but i think sometimes the energy is sent in a weird way that it's kind of like, you guys got to stop talking about blah, blah, blah. And you need to start talking about, and it's like some yes. band that's like, right. like maybe not don't come at, like we're doing as you know, like the amount of prep that goes into a lot of these shows. It's like, we're not just like turning the mics on and like fucking winging it. Like right. we listen to so much shit to kind of prepare for this. So it's like, Hey man, like I'm all for like, you know, like, you know, we find you guys, but if you were like, Hey, another band from Calgary that I think you might be into send it over like we're happy to like you know we we want to kind of you know be able to kind of promote as many folk you know like we're not going to know every european band but yes. if you want to if or australian bands or whatever like shoot us an email like we're we you know and let us know and we'll check it out and like you know if we have time and if we dig it then we'll play it mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and i think the three of us have such divergent tastes that it's like Someone's going to like it mm -hmm. yeah. out of the three of us. You know what I mean? Pat has actually the most like meathead tendencies of all of us, which is funny. Yeah. Like I'm like the Brooklyn guy who like grew up in Marauder, but he's the guy who likes beatdown stuff. <laughs> you know, Bob likes more fast, hardcore. I like a little bit of everything. Mm. So it's like just, you know, I, I feel like how you how folks approach it is kind of more of a thing than, any. you know, like, yes, we're open to anything. But yeah. I mean, I mean, you have bands. We all have bands that it's kind of like you don't know about this band that had a demo on for two years in 2009, like, no, mm -hmm. yeah. but it could have been the biggest thing in the world to you. And that's awesome. might've yeah. been a big thing to me, but put us onto it. Hip us to it. That's totally cool. Like I'm all for it. Yeah. I, I but, like, you can't be mad at us for not being able to like 
there's not a special app that tells me every hardcore record that ever come out. Like, yeah. yeah, I think the biggest point there is like, if, if you want to link up with, call it a, and this, like, I'm sure people listening will cringe when I utter these words, but a hardcore influencer, because those exist. Well, like, I think a band being filmed by someone like Hate Five Six, like, He's he's a hardcore influencer. I, yeah, I but, but by default, almost by yeah. default. You know, yeah. even even someone that does um, like album reviews. Like, I wouldn't say like he's a like a hardcore influencer, but like Anthony Fantano, who's like sure a very avid like will touch any anything in the music world. Um, I I think I'm trying to remember one of the last like hardcore album reviews. That's not important. The main the right. main thing that I'm trying to hit on is like if you're trying to link up with scoped axe to grind fill in the blank person i think really building a an actual relationship that isn't focused on like this secret intent of like oh once i get the feature on no echo it's it's game over for this band right it's on yeah yeah yeah. yeah. because there's been times that bands have reached out to me and it's like hey like like here's our album it's not out yet. If you want to listen to it, that'd be great. And, you know, depending on the day, it's like, yeah, I, I can check it out. And then the product's really good. And then I build that relationship and then, you know, have them on the podcast. So that to me is way more interesting versus like, like I won't say the band name, but there's literally a band that I put on one of our uh, Monday playlists. You right. know, they're like, oh, thanks for featuring us. And literally anything new they do, I get like a link, a link, a link. And it's like right. not even being like, yo, man, I really like that episode, you know, like kind yeah, of following right, right, right. what you're doing. So like I like I am not one of those people that will like block people, but I had to like restrict their account because I'm like, dude, like it's too much. It's too right, many. Right, right. Like, like I don't need you got to your see bite at the Apple. Like I, you got a shot already. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to see the drum cam of this song. Like, like, cool. <laughs> but like that, like, how, what am I supposed to do with that? Like. Right, right. Like, yeah. I'm like, hey, man, he, this drum fill at two minutes and 32 seconds is incredible. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I think we're more, you know, it's funny. Like, I'll, Bob usually handles a lot of the emails, but we all, like, you know, well, Pat doesn't read them, but I read them. <laughs> um, you know, and it'll, someone will be like, here's my new band and like send us like a band camp link. Mm. And Bob would be like, describe it. Like, what do you think this sounds like? Mm. And kind of like, let's have a, like a like a discussion and not just you like throw content at us. And yeah. like the blind you know, carbon like, copy to everyone. Right. Like, what yeah. are you going for? Right. You know, you might be going for no warning, but I, now I listen to it. I hear something out like, what, mm. let's just like, let's vibe on Like, let's discuss it. You know, and we he does. We do that on like Twitter and in the emails. It's kind of like it's not like we're not like, a, you know. There's like it's not like payola that you're like you throw us twenty bucks we're gonna play like no let's have a conversation right why why you know and not that you have to prove yourself or anything but it's kind of like let's have a chat like when you started this band what were you going for mm-hmm. we loved Madball all right that's a start let's talk mm-hmm. and like kind of figure it out and like make it more of a discussion than like kind of just like this weird transaction that it's like yeah I send you a band camp you play us on your show. And then We're stuff done. happens or yeah. not happens or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it's just weird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, just be to me, the biggest thing is like, be respectful. And whether it be you're saying like, you're just getting like b- shitty links thrown at you or, you know, kind of like berating, like berating us for not knowing, you know, a Southern California band from 2004. Like, right. There's so much stuff out there. Like things are bound to be missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the biggest band in the world to you 
may not ex- may not even be known in Atlanta. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, let's just have a conversation. That's the whole point. Yeah. We're trying to bring up like the discourse about hardcore. That's pretty much all it is. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it, it's 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 one of two things where it's either if you are seeing a gap in like, man, like, like because Axe to Grind is based in like that Northeastern quadrant, yeah. maybe some things aren't talking about, do the podcast that focuses only on California or only shit in the Midwest. Like, you know, like you can always like do that. But if you like the only way that something is going to be done um, that you want to see done by is by yourself. Like it was the exact same thing for me. Um, Like nobody was filming bands up here in Canada. And I was like, I want to see that. So I'm going to do it. And now it's blossomed into this huge. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's going to be, I mean, like, you know, we like people like, are you going to do, you know, a two thousands, um, like Christian metal, like, you know, cornerstone right. kind of thing. Sure. And I'm like, you know, Pat knows a lot about it. I'm like full transparency. I don't, but I'm more than willing to listen. Mm-hmm. But like, you're, you may not get like the, the real expertise that you're looking for sure. when I'm okay. listening to, you know, whatever the fuck for the first time, you know, like overcome yeah. for the first time. I'm sorry. Like I may not have it all down, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, I, I think, you know, I hope that we've created enough of a space that it's kind of like, you can reach out to us and like fill in the blanks for us. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to take it on yourself to, to start the, you know, Midwest podcast, and that's cool. <laughs> if you want us to help with that and like use whatever, whatever platform we have to promote stuff like that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us and, 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 and with good energy and we'll, we'll help. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like we talked about the wild and hard, like, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. it was totally, it is wild and hard, right? I didn't. It's wild been, Rose Hardcore Fest. Yeah, yeah. You wild Rose. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. It was close. <laughs> it was like th- two years I, ago. I got your guitar's uh, name wrong. You got the the regional fest that I'm a, <laughs> right. that I help out with. Um, yeah, yeah. But like totally it was like that. we saw that. We're like, yeah, we love this fucking energy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know if anyone reached out to us, or we just saw it and we were like, I, we want to like spotlight this, right? And it was awesome because it was like you know you had like the knock like you had the big bands. But then, like, all this other sort of stuff, bands from Idaho, bands from places, you know, and bands from throughout, you know, Calgary and, and the, uh, you know, the northwest of both of our countries. Yeah. It's right. fucking awesome. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. Like, it had such a great vibe that, like, blind spot to us. Yeah. But, you know, we were able to kind of fill in the blanks. And then those bands went on to become, you know, a lot of those earlier bands or bands that we may not have been familiar with mm-hmm. became household names later on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's funny because I, you know, talked about, I've been chatting about, you know, Wild Rose largely just because I'm a part of that scene. And, you know, like I I filmed that fest before it was called Wild Rose back in 2016 up until, I guess, what would have been, the last year was 2019. Um, But just thinking about that lineup on the back of my head, like thinking about all the records that those bands have put out and just like how much if that festival lineup hopefully will be realized in like a, a future year's time, obviously like there might be like a couple bands that have either broken up or can't make it anymore or sure. things like that. But right. it, even if, if it was like 90% with majority of the headliners being locked in still, I think it's going to be even crazier than what I was hoping it would, it, it was going to be for that year. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's kind of our intent was just to kind of support, as much as we possibly can, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, and we're open to whatever, just, just don't be a dick. Yeah. It's really not that hard, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, you know, there are some jerks out there and we've had our interaction, you know, run-ins with them, but 
for the most part, I think it's we're just trying to be yeah helpful and yeah, you know. and and I think it's a testament, you know, for how long you guys have been doing it, and you know, like on the surface level, is like we're gonna talk about hardcore for you know three hours, you know, once yeah. a week or whatever it is, but like showcasing how rich you know the culture is and the music um, aspect and all the different nuances, like it even if you spent, you know, quit your job and spent all your time to listening to new music, to researching and just like learning about all of that, by the time that you had actually known about every single band in the world, there would be that many more bands uh, right. that You'll have never been catch started. Up. You'll never catch up, which I think yeah. is such a beautiful thing. Oh, it's amazing. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it, and I think the best, the best emails and the best like comments that we get are like, when people people have admitted to like talking back to their stereo or their ipad or whatever they're listening to it on oh because <laughs> they feel like like they're part of the conversation right. and that's literally all we could ever fucking hope for quite yeah. honestly you know what i mean like there's people like you know i'll have friends who be like dude i was like yelling at you you know in my com on my commute the other day because it's like you know like when we're like we're all three of us are like, what band was that? And like, oh, we're all kind of having like a always, brain spasm. Yeah, yeah. It's always when you're forgetting something. I know someone is like in the future just being like, it's this band. Yeah. From and I'm this like, area or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, or just the people being like, like having those or like taking a conversation and bringing it to their friend group and just fucking having a chat about it. And mm -hmm. like, you know, and, and our hope is to kind of like, you know, open – you know, I think it's 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 a harder job to open old people to new stuff than it is to open younger folks to older stuff. For sure, I think so. Like that's kind of a, it too. Like you know, we'll have people that listen because they like Pat's bands or like they just know Bob or they know me or whatever. Mm. That they're like, "Fuck, man, I never would have heard X, Y, and Z without listening to the podcast." For sure, that's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, and we have a ton of kids that were like, "I never listened to Inside Out or I never heard." burn or whatever and that like there's no shame in that you know yeah. what i mean and like and we want to be able to kind of present provide that space that it's kind of like no one knows everything so like get in where you can get in where you fit in and then get into other stuff if you want and if you don't that's cool too yeah that's fine mm -hmm. it's it, it's it's whatever you make of it so yes. it's kind of like and if we can help you know people are like oh can you make me a playlist of this i'm like happy happy to. fuck yeah <laughs> absolutely you know what i mean like whatever it is right. you know it's usually me and Pat fighting about like we I don't know if it came out yet. We fought about Tegan and Sarah. Oh, really? Because he was like, This band sucks. I'm like, have you actually listened to Tegan and Sarah? He's like, Well, no. And I'm like, I'm gonna make you a Tegan. And I'm like, would you just shut up? Because I'm like, you're gonna get an offer like for like drug church to open for them or something. You're gonna be right. real bummed when they find out that, you know, I was listening to some podcast. I was the the drummer from Gaslight Anthem. Um was like talking shit about some band. I forget what band it was. And they ended up getting an offer. Oh, the Killers. Oh, and they got an really? offer to play like like an arena, like a football stadium in, in in London. Yeah. And like when they were like and like started this guy, he mentioned it on his podcast and and they started chatting. And then like the bass player was like, didn't you call us a bunch of shitheads in whatever magazine? And and they lost the they got booted from the show because he got caught talking shit. So I'm like, Pat, you gotta be careful, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there's people out there that listen. <laughs> Or they yeah. have a friend that's going to be like, no, tell Tegan and Sarah that are like, fuck drug church and self-defense family. That singer has something against you guys, you know? Yeah. Like you were saying before, like stuff that's misogynistic or racist. Like, yeah, it's like, fuck yeah, yeah, fuck them. I have but, no problem. But if yeah. you're like, oh, I don't like this band and I'm going to 
air, take time out of my day to like air like some wacky like take on a band like right yeah you know, there's stuff in this heavy music space that like i don't like but i'm like maybe i won't like i don't want to burn any bridges that i don't even i haven't even ventured to yet you know right, what i'm saying right and you know i mean and you, you know I kind of look at it too. It's like, I put myself in their position. Yes. You know? And if I was like a hardcore kid that like was in a band that, you know, may not necessarily even reflect my usual taste. Right. I like, you know, I love Grill Biscuits and Minor Threat, but I'm in a band that sounds like the Acacia Strain saying. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. And this, no, I mean, I, the dude Vincent's like a fucking died in the wool fucking hardcore kid. Yes. But say like, you know, the kid, the people that I would usually vibe with don't vibe with my band. If I like turned on a podcast and I heard someone like tearing me apart, I'd be so fucking disappointed. So like, yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. I've seen enough like, you know, people like kind of, you know, reading reviews or like people that I know would be like, what, you know, what singer do you, do you like, do you like Tom or do you like this guy? Do you like? I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, I don't want people tearing my, my work apart right and like why are you giving them the the, the the space to kind of be like this record sucks i like the other guy but like don't do like enough people are gonna have those conversations don't be the one to bring it up and that's the way i kind of look at it i would hate i would never say anything bad about a band even if i thought they were like the worst piece of shit ever right <laughs> because it's like hey man you know like we were a piece of shit one time too and people didn't like us and like it, it i would hate to have you know then at least our you know there wasn't a band camp that weren't podcasts so like people didn't have the ability to kind of be like i'm gonna shoot you down before you even start like right i just i wouldn't want anyone to, i wouldn't want anyone to do that to me so that's why i try to not do it to anyone else right yeah yeah i you think know what i mean i think um i think there's just largely like so much negativity in our world and like having any kind of platform puts pressure on me to like really push any positivity and good stuff out into the world because i know that there's just all the the bad and everything so trying to balance the scales on the on that regard um, yeah and you can you know if you don't like it you skip it yeah yeah like and you know yeah there's 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 so much you know like and that kind of goes back to what i was saying a little bit earlier like if a band sends me a demo i'm like okay this is kind of cool it's maybe not my favorite thing and they're like yeah we would love to come on the podcast like like maybe maybe doing an hour and a half long conversation with that band if I actually don't like the the actual music itself um, is maybe not the best option but like putting them on a small playlist that I can promote like that's right. a great very easy way they still get some promotion um, so that's something that I'm realizing more like originally it was like like I'm filming every band at this show and I'm putting the sets out like whether it's the most hype band or like the not greatest set ever. Right. Um, but like this podcast, like, like it, it's going to show on me if I'm just like really struggling in the interview, if, if I'm just like doing it because I'm trying to be a nice dude, if that makes sense. Right. No, it totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You know? And like, I think even like, you know, with videotaping and stuff, I think it's such videotaping <laughs> filming shows and stuff like showing my age. Um, I think it's, even with that, it's such a, a slippery slope because, you know, you get somebody on a bad day or you get a band that, you know, fucking murders it in Vancouver, kills it in Toronto, kills it in Montreal, but comes to Calgary and shits the bed. And the only video that people see is the Calgary show. Yeah. That has a really adverse impact on people giving that band a shot. Mm, yeah. Just like the opposite. I mean, think about, 
like with Sonny, like Sonny helped Code Orange pop off. Absolutely. Yes. Sonny helped Vane pop off. That mm-hmm. Vane set when they were all wearing, everyone was wearing the matching yeah. windbreakers. <laughs> the windbreaker set. Yeah, yeah. Done. They yeah. were they were in. They he helped turnstile, you know, kind of really kind of kick into gear. Just you know, people seeing him like, holy like you want to be a part of that because that looks awesome. Yes. But you also see videos that it's like five people standing up front and everyone else sitting like in the back looking bored out of their faces. Mm. I feel like that has an inverse impact on people and people are like, I'm never going to give that band a chance. Cause that looks like fucking torture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a weird balance to me. Yeah. Like it is one of those things where, yeah. Like, um, like even on that example, like, um, I had Jake from judiciary on the podcast a little bit before and Best they, dude. they've had, this like Calgary curse, like they've tried to play here twice. And the first time they weren't able to, because they were stuck on a highway on a snowstorm. And then the second was this pandemic canceled, uh, you know, wild rose. So, you know, you know, they had like a badass set in Vancouver too, I'm told, but no video proof to, to back that up. Right. Right. And just like, you know, the, the miss show and all those kind of things. So, you know, I, I am trying to think about that where it's like, you know, I know there are different, activeness um there's different um activity levels in vancouver to winnipeg and everywhere in between right right. and i think it's you know important to kind of document the growth of that because i've definitely seen the growth of vancouver over the last you know number of years when i've been filming shows calgary like even just the demographic of age being like 18 plus and then now it's like 14 15 16 like and kind of jumping up on that regard so, and even just Wild Rose in general, like the first time that I filmed it as Wild Rose, you know, the lineup is like, yeah, we got like these cool little bands and then 2020 would have been fucking mad ball and not, and not loose. So like, Bonkers. yeah, you know, as, as someone that is like, I guess like emotionally invested, like I like to see the, the story of that, but I do. No, it ag- totally makes sense too. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, I do agree that there are, you know, and that's kind of everything that's at, at play, like either the band could be off their game, like the fucking power of the venue could go out. But I, I think it all right. just plays into, uh, into the story. Um, the story. Yeah. Uh, so judiciary also has like poor guys. We had them on the <laughs> podcast. They were in town for something or on the way on tour or whatever. So I had them at my house. Um, I had Austin and Jay come to my house all through, you know, and we were all recording together. So it was six of us, you know, great time. It's awesome. Patch driving home to Albany has to skid out of the way to afford uh, to avoid a deer in the in the highway in the middle of the highway. Mm-hmm. His computer goes flying. We lose the files. Oh no! So like those dudes have been back through New York, obviously. So like we owed Jake and Austin another go round. Like hopefully when they get the next record out or whatever, because it's mm-hmm. like I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe this. Yeah, I was like, Pat's MacBook went flying across his shitty car. And like the 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 um the uh, hard drive mm-hmm. got so damaged, like we lost the files. <laughs> he's like, "You kidding me?" I'm uh, like, "I'm really sorry." To, like, yeah. so those guys are cursed too. I mean, it's you know, yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah, there's some kind of judiciary bad mo- juju that kind of, and they're like the nicest <laughs> bunch of dudes. Yeah. That's nicest dudes and like a badass band. So it's like amazing. Yeah, like who like stepped on the wrong thing in the desert and <laughs> who you know. cra- yeah who crossed that black hat and <laughs> yeah. Do you think will there be a Wild Rose 2022? Uh ooh, that's interesting. Um, I 
like, hmm. I, 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 my optimistic, hopeful self says yes. Um, I think there is going to be enough, like, maybe it's a little bit different because I think winter kind of like, kind of forces people to like stay inside pandemic or not. So sure. I think, you know, vaccines largely will be rolling out hopefully by like the end of the fall. And then I think the winter will kind of just like freeze that over to like, don't go outside and right, know, right. those kind of things. So, you know, I, I hope so. I, I, you know, I, I know all the guys that, that book that fest and to see them like be like, well, I guess another year of, of not that, um, you right. know, that that's tough to see. Um, but yeah, that, that's my hope. And you know, I, like, I was even chatting with, um, uh, the last that like being local to Calgary that, you know, people would think that would be like the last festival that it went to, but the last one I got to film and go to was snow and flurry fest, which is a festival in Minneapolis. Right. Right, right. And uh, I had Jesse, who's the one of the promoters on the podcast, and he was like, maybe in November, um, like, they're just, like, seeing, like, are we going to be right in time when it's, like, socially right. okay to do, like, a hardcore And that's the thing. Festival? The optic of it is so tough, too. Like, that's yeah. more – that's almost as important as anything to kind of be like, we're not putting you in danger by putting the show on. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. You know? I – like, I think even when I was thinking about it, I almost thought, like – it it's fair like everything is unfair but it might be more fair that every major north american hardcore festival had a two-year lull so like the very last one that happened was ldb in louisville so right, right. if it was like festivals season officially came back around march um of 2022, of 2022 like i i it's think fair. that would be you know, again, it's nothing is fair in this whole no. like nightmare. But you know, if if it wasn't like, oh, we had to skip one year, it's like we had to skip three years. You know, right, right, yeah. And it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, nobody wants to be the first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, God forbid something goes awry, then yeah. it's kind of like fucking Louisville, you know, what I mean? or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. or like fucking Calgary, man. They jumped the gun, you know, yeah. and it's like then it kind of puts everything back. But. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe that's a, a good segue to kind of chat about one of the last things here. So, sure. you know, you kind of were mentioning like people think that you guys just plug in your microphones and hit record and bullshit your way through three episodes. But it's if anyone who is like listened to more than like two episodes really knows that you guys like put a lot of time in the po in the in the planning and um, pre pro for an episode. Sure. Um, but you know, there's also been times where I've seen like, you know, and, and we can allude to it a little bit on, you know, the New York hardcore show happening and just like, what, like maybe that's more of like a, we should get on, like get on a call and doing it, do an episode. So this is like a timely thing. So, so yes. tell me just like what goes into an episode? Like, are the, are there those moments that you're like, like, you know, I, I remember when, when Riley, uh, Gail passed away, RIP, um, you guys kind of like did a re-release of his, his episode that I thought was yeah. really cool. So, so tell me about like, you know, the day-to-day -day aspects of Axe to Grind and, and what goes into, you know, uh, a block episode. Right. Sure, sure, sure. So usually like, we'll we record Wednesday nights for the, the next Tuesday. Oh, okay. So we try to keep it like, since Pat's been home we're all been kind of homebound that like we kind of like keep on a schedule. So it's a, as current as can be. Sure. Um, there were times that like uh, right before the pandemic, maybe like 
I forget, November, December of 2019, maybe. God, it was that long ago, maybe. <laughs> we um we literally got a hotel room for two days and recorded for 18 of 24 hours. Oh my because god. Because Pat was Pat was going away on a full tour. And then as we were recording, he mentioned he was going to Thailand after that tour for like a month. Okay. Like in the middle of a conversation, like on the podcast, he's like, yeah. And then when I go on vacation, I'm like, we're like, what? <laughs> and so oh, like no. we literally like recorded for like Maybe not. It was like 18. Like we recorded 10 or 12 episodes. That's but we tried to do like evergreen one. So it was kind of like we're talking about a a revelation record, whatever we could do to make it. So usually we kind of stay on that. Like we had one recorded for this past release. But then like after everything went sideways, you know, we were like on the group chat and we're like, should we record something tonight? Like Monday night and have it released tomorrow morning because like this is a hot button issue. Oh yeah. You know. So it was that quick of a turnaround. Yes. That's yeah. So really... we weren't planning on it. Like mm-hmm. we had, we did maybe like a month ago, we did like an episode of like, what do we think shows are going to look like? When do we think they'll be back? Yeah. 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 You know, and even then I was kind of like, this seems too soon, but like, you know, do what you will. Um. So then like we, we like got on and like, we had like a half an hour, like pre-pro, like here's what we should, you know, like be careful. Yes. What you say, because, mm-hmm. you know, it could it could um, not end well, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, you know, we need to say what we feel like we need to say, but like, there's no need to take shots at people. Don't call people, you know, anything that you, you know, wouldn't say to their faces, but, yeah. you know, especially for me, like I live here. So it's kind of like, I'm going to be walking down the street one day. And if I talk out of sorts, I might have to pay for that. You know what I mean? So sure. like, I don't really want to get beaten up. I've gone this long, you know, Um. But, but in terms of like prep for like a standard, it, it depends. So like we just, the next one that comes out next week, we did a one on like late nineties emo. Oh, okay. Interesting. Which is just funny. We had planned that. And then it's like our one episode's about like New York Harker. And the next one's like, we're an emo podcast now. Like it was just, you know, it wasn't intentional, but it kind of worked out that way. So like I put together um, a 31 hour playlist. Okay. Damn. So yeah, so any of the ones like that that it's kind of like we do like the 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 year in review episodes, um, anything like that is 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 a huge undertaking. So like Bob will like go through discogs and find every record that came out in that year. Yes, yeah. Then we try to find. I then he gives it to me. I go through Spotify and try to find all of them. Yes, and then put it in a playlist together. Right, and then yeah. we usually do those like, hey, we're gonna do that in like three weeks because it's like such a massive amount of music that's like, <laughs> and then some stuff. It's like you know, if we do a more current one, like, do you need to listen to like, Trapped Under Ice again? Like, I know that like I know my you know birthday. You know what I mean? Like, I know like, I don't have to listen to that again. <laughs> right, I know, right, right. I love it. We know it. I can talk about it for three hours. Yes, but then there's stuff that's kind of like, oh well, I didn't know this record, or I, I saw the name, I didn't pay attention, you know, and like kind of. Um, so those are like, and sometimes we do wing it. Yeah, we go on and like, hey, you know what? We haven't really done like a questions thing in a while, or like, you mm-hmm. know, let's just talk about like, and we just get on there. And like, I think we're lucky. Like, we have like a good rapport that like we could bullshit for an hour and a half and not like some of the the, the side tracks we take. I'm like, what are we? We're talking about a mall in like suburban New York. Right. I'm like ninety ninety nine percent of the people listening could give two shits. Right. But it's like funny enough that it's kind of like. I could probably, you know, you have a similar experience wherever you may be kind of thing. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, like the prep are more for those like 
urine reviews or like any kind of more specific like when we did like mosh we did mosh madness yeah i was gonna bring up mosh madness because like like i loved that whole idea like i like i like and that was something that it was like a continual thing like i would listen to the the very first one and i'm like oh i know next week we're gonna like see who won and then take next steps from there yeah and that was that was and we're gonna do another one of those soon just because those are sort of like evergreen it's like yes doesn't matter so like you can like it's not we, like if we record them all together of all the new demos out like it's, right, it's right. more timely yeah yeah right so then we can do it so that like we'll have say you know eight of those recorded that we can drop in when like pat's on tour pat's here you know like ah okay that's really so we smart do that sort yeah of stuff. i like that yeah so mm-hmm. like yeah we usually we try to record like one at a time and then like we'll do like patreon stuff when we're recording um we usually do like you know one week for the next week and then when we have breaking news like that, you know, um, and then like, especially with, you know, like you said, when Riley had passed, it was kind of like, what are we going to do? Like this, mm-hmm. it's such a giant loss for all of us that it's like, nobody needs to hear us for two hours go on about what a wonderful human being he was and what a great band and all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of like, here's him being the incredible you don't need us to tell you here's him just showing it. right. You know what yeah. I mean? So that was like kind of our thought. It was kind of like, I'm sure a ton of people never listened to that the first time. Yeah. So it's kind of like, there's always new people. You know what I mean? Like there's always new people, you know, but like, and we don't tend to kind of go like, you should check out. Like we had knocked loose on very like pretty early, you know, like it's not going to be like when they came out with the new record, we're not going to be like, listen to episode 72. Like we don't do that. Right. But with him, it was kind of like, you know, everyone, any person that's ever interacted with him or listened to his music knows what a human being he was like a great human being. He was, Mm -hmm. Here's that in his own words. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. We couldn't do any better than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the most important thing for us is like consistency. You got to have one out every week. Yeah. Because the second you don't, people go, maybe they quit. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, you know, and, 100%. And, and I know you do that. And like, I, but I have a lot of buddies that do them that like, it's like, there's no schedule or rhyme or reason to this. All of a sudden, like, you check your, your, your podcast player of choice and there's one in there and that's cool too but the consistency of kind of like people know every morning at 6 a.m east you know on every tuesday morning 6 a.m east coast there's a new episode up Mm -hmm. and like i'll get texts like before i go to work they're like the new episode didn't go up yet like (laughs) that people know it's not up yet you know right like this happened with the the new york one because like by the time pat finished like he does like a little bit of we don't edit anything Yes. Yeah. You keep it like pretty, whatever it is, unless yeah. someone like kind of really goes off the deep end or says something they shouldn't have probably mentioned the name or like, you know, whatever we don't really kind of, what it is is like, that's the full conversation. Pat will go in and kind of um, cut down some of the dead space, mm. which I mean, there isn't a ton. Yeah. So it's, it's, it'll kind of like compress it a little bit more. So it saves it some time, but like other than that, like there's no nothing else. So like he, whatever he used to post it, it was after midnight, so he put 8 a.m., so it read it as the, not this 8 a.m., the next 8 a.m. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So, and he's in California, and he doesn't wake up for anything because he doesn't have a job. So it's kind of like we're like nothing's up, and it's 11 o'clock, and like we were like texting his roommate, like, can you just like a, like like accident, like make noise and wake him up so we can get the stupid podcast <laughs> on the air? Yeah, just hold pots outside his room and drive. <laughs> 
and Eric thankfully went in. He's a wonderful dude and went in and like woke him up and 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 then it was up within you know ten minutes. But like he had the file, he had the login. We're like, we can't do anything. Right. So now Bob and I have been up since seven a.m. being like, we want this thing to come out, and then we had to wait for Sleeping Beauty to get up and <laughs> post it. You know? Yeah, but yeah, like consistency is the most important thing. You know, with with podcasting in general, like um, just you know, like even when I started this, it was like, okay, let's do one a week. And we were trying to like backlog a couple things, you know, sure. film. I think the first few that we like filmed with people outside of like our own little hard, hardcore circle was yeah. at while there was 2019, but I don't think the podcast officially came out until November. And I think that was a growing lesson for me to like, a keep things timely because like there was like things that we're talking about i'm like oh yeah that tour did already happen or or whatever um but it was it was showcasing like again it was like okay i want to do things in person and then like just a few months later COVID hit and then it was like okay like i i want to keep the consistency flowing because you know i'm going to run out of live show content to post so like this this whole venture that we're doing has really like kept us in the conversation and and has helped things grow even more so i think that's really really cool um but you know it it was so much to a point where it's like okay we're doing one a week like let's just up it to two so now we do like two episodes a a week right and i think the thing for me that that is always interesting it's like i know like because we primarily do like interviews with people someone might just look at the name and be like I don't know this band and they'll just go to the next thing. So it's always like playing this game of like, okay, like trying to feature new bands that I generally think more people need to know about, but also doing the episodes that are, you know, Brian have knocked loose. And it's like so many people recognize that name and and want to hear that conversation. Right. Right. And that, you know, we found that too. It's kind of like, um, like our biggest episodes ever have been like Pat Flynn when he, cause he came on to announce the half heart reunion. Oh yeah, yeah. I do remember listening. Biggest to that one. one. That yeah, was yeah. like our biggest. The I, the knocked loose one is like number two or something. You know. Oh okay, sure. Just because they're gigantic and just like they promoted it and you know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people like got into them and listened or, and vice versa. They're like, you know, it, they helped us and I think in a very small part like we helped like fucking hardcore kids that are not going to give bands that time of day. <laughs> they were kind of like, you know what they sounded like nice though. Oh, I'll check it out. And right. Like, right. Whatever. Um, but. I think, you know, sometimes when we have a specific guest or whatever, we see, like, sometimes we'll see the kind of, uh, the listenership go down a little bit. I think sometimes I go, I we are like, I think people would just rather us bullshit for two hours. <laughs> you think you have, like, a guest on, you're like, this would be great. And people are like, don't really give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, it's easy for people to turn off because it's kind of like, if I'm not interested, I'm not going to listen. And it's no shade to the to the guest or the podcast. It's kind of like... I don't really like this band, so I'm not going to listen. But yeah. if it's just this kind of like, we're just going to talk about stuff. People more likely to check it out because it's like, I'm not already turned off. I might listen right. to 10 minutes and hate it. But like, no, you know, seeing a name t- like tied to it sometimes, sometimes it works great. Like Brian and Isaac coming on. Mm. Sometimes we think it's awesome and people are like, eh, yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I, I've done that dance on both sides, though, because sometimes it's a smaller band, but that band may like it's a supply and demand thing. Like Brian and and uh, and Isaac, for example, have done a plethora of different interviews all throughout the internet. But 
you know, interviewing Laramie of Oklahoma's give way very first time that she's ever done a podcast, it like blew up way more than I would have expected yeah. it. So, which is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people want to hear new kind of, you know, and, it, and, and there's a balance, you know, like we've had a lot of like older folks that are like legendary to us might not be legendary to a 24 year old. Right. You know? <laughs> and then, but then we have, you know, I mean, someone like Pat Flynn, it's like his band drew 10,000 people in a parking lot in Boston, in Massachusetts. So, like, he's pretty legendary to everybody. Mm. But then, you know, having those those dudes on, it was it was before, um, way before the the, um, the LP, you know, and, and they were, like, they were listeners, so, like, they knew the vibe, and, like, and they were just kind of, they were, like, psyched to be on, we were psyched to have them, and then, like, they promoted it, they kind of were into it, you know what mm. I mean? And, like, we've had Isaac on since. Yes. Um, because we talked about metalcore with him just because he's like, <laughs> I'm like, we need someone from the youth that could talk about this because it's like, it's a, it's a bone of contention for us. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say, Yeah, you know, on, on, on that whole topic. Cause I, cause I have been thinking about that a little bit more as this podcast grows and want to try sure. different avenues. So, you know, like when I talk to like my team, I'm like, I want to do like more like axe to grind style episodes where we're just like chatting with one another and we have yeah. like segments planned and things like that because a plenty there's been there's plenty of podcasts that I listen to that are that style where it is just like the crew that's all like coming together and you know maybe they're talking about some memes that came out or like this thing that happened in the news or whatever but it all right. is like you know like I I'm coming there for all those individuals versus like we're bringing on this specific guests so you know with with you guys you know like having three dudes that all clearly love heavy music and hardcore but obviously like you were alluding to before there's you know certain people like different styles of music people you know you know have different takes on different things within hardcore or just the world so how do you you know like plan for like balancing some of those because i do hear some sometimes in there like i feel like it's a a healthy bantering at times it's not necessarily like you guys are coming at odds with one another no Um, no. but yeah just tell me like how you because i think even just like the new york uh episode that just came out like really really recently like i you know it was one of those things where it's like i the only piece of this that I'm connected to is like being in hardcore, like don't live in New York. Don't know like majority of the people that the were, like, right, the parties were putting involved. it on yeah. or yeah, the parties involved. But it was like almost so relieving for me to like have you guys, you know, bring up the discussion and talk through some of those things for, for largely like a lot of the hardcore world. So, so tell me about how you navigate some of those things when it's maybe like not, not just like, do we like this band or do we not like this band? It's like, this is more of like, you know, like there, there's influence there and we need to navigate those waters um, properly. Oh, that's a great question. I think, I mean, you know, we want people, to, you know, all of us to be honest. So like there's times that we like take these like, you know, diversions in terms of poly politics and all this sort of stuff. And like Pat has a certain way that he looks at things. I have a certain way I look at things. And like, we have like a healthy argument. Mm-hmm. None of that's planned. It was just sort of like it comes up, you know, like we kind of, you know, we we, we argue about it. And like I, I joke, I'm like, dude, I get DMs all the time about people are like, what's up with your boy? Like your boy is a, like a nightmare. And I go, no, I know. Yeah. And I was like, I love him and he's a character, but this is kind of a character. Like he's mm-hmm. not always like this, you know. Um, 
but like you know something for like you know for the the New York one like we we chatted just before just because I was kind of like I don't know how familiar you are with everyone involved um not necessarily like the people booking it I I mainly sure. just knew like the bands that were yeah. playing right. it right yeah yeah so i mean there are some you know pretty tough dangerous folks involved sure i'm quite friendly with them just from being in new york and being around forever so i wanted to kind of be like you can have whatever you want i was i i didn't want anyone to say something that could be seen as disrespectful sure and i mean that's kind of like you know my basis for anything like whether it's someone that like couldn't beat me up that can beat me up that can sh- whatever it is like everyone treat everyone with respect like treat people how you'd like to be treated mm. so like we kind of had a conversation about that but it, and i you know i kind of like i came up with like notes like stuff that i want points that i wanted to make sure that i that i got to you know and i was like this is what i want to hit here's my thoughts and like everyone else kind of had their same kind of conversation you know had their same points mm. and then we hit record and it was just kind of like then we just kind of talked it out um, but I knew Pat wasn't going to agree with me. Yeah. You know, and like, and, and, and I think that's fine. Like, I don't want, who wants to listen to three people being like, totally right. Yeah. Exactly. I think that tension is right. Kind of makes it, you know, like makes it work. Like, you know, but you know, Pat and I ride for earth crisis. Bob hates earth crisis. Right. Yeah. So like that kind of tension keeps it, it keeps it fun. If it was three people being like, thumbs up, everything's awesome. Like, no, it's boring. Yeah. But I mean, it's 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 all you know, good natured. So it's never kind of like it never goes awry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Although Bob did call Pat an asshole on the last episode, <laughs> and Pat and Pat left it in to his credit. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I think yeah, it's like we're, we're not you know, we're we're such friends and like we're buddies. So like I can't tell you how many times like we stop recording, then we talk for another hour. Yeah. Definitely. That it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, stuff that may not be able, not, may not be ready for air, you know, like stuff that we shouldn't be spreading out or like just kind of like, did you see this? I heard about this. Did you, you know, like that sort of stuff. Mm. But, you know, it, to me, it's, it's three friends with divergent opinions chatting. Yeah. So like, I would never want anyone to feel like they have to like, you know, I do have conversations with Pat and I'm rambling. So I apologize. No, the, you're the fine. Mango, <laughs> mango Pepsi's kicking in. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, sometimes I have to recenter Pat to a point because I think I'm like him more than anybody on the podcast has an odd sense of kind of um, like impact on folks. Mm, okay. That like he's got people that like follow him. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like there are Twitters that are based off of him. Oh, okay. Like there's a Twitter called the Kinsels. Like instead of incel, it's the kinsels, whatever. Oh, okay. And there's like a a Kinlan Hive one, like that. Like as soon as we post an episode, they repost it and all sort of stuff. So I'm like, mm. you have to work, like know, like you're not just talking to us, right? Yeah. There's X amount of thousands of people that are hearing you say this, and if you're being reckless, like with your words, like someone who believes in you and believes in your music might take you seriously. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and like kind of be like, well you know pat said that the vaccine doesn't work or whatever the fuck it is whatever it may be sure that you have a certain kind of gravitas to what you're saying that you need to be careful yeah because you know you might think it's a joke because he does that other podcast worst possible timeline which is like i can't listen to it because it's so fucked up (laughs) that like you know you might not understand how much your words kind of have weight and like people may take it 
on face value and you're spreading shitty information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the only time I kind of have to re- like remind him that it's like not just three of us in a room, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have some kind of, and that's my whole thing. It's like, I feel like we all owe everyone something like not even on a podcast in like in general, in life in humanity Sure. that everyone owes everyone like there we're all searching for like that common good to me like yeah. that's how i look at things mm. that like you know something that may not impact me but impacts you if i can c- stop it from impacting you then i should do that and yeah. that's was I my take on like the, on the on the on the covid stuff and on the show and stuff it's like but only impacted you you can do whatever you like mm-hmm. but that ripple effect is kind of ongoing so you have to kind of be careful with that sort of stuff yeah and i think that's what pat's very much like an indiv- like a rugged individualist yeah but, Sometimes that doesn't work. But I do think that like having, you know, not like completely opposite ideas, but like having differences where where you do have members of your audience who can like look at that show and be like, yeah, this this is what we've been needing. This whole thing's been a sham. Uh, And then people on the complete opposite side who are like, this is fucking bogus and disgusting and blah, blah, like having it. So you guys can kind of be the mediators or the moderators, if you want to call it that and kind of pull people to at least um, empathize and see the other side of the coin and be like, like, I, I, I think, I think a big takeaway for me, you know, was like, and, and I had kind of thought this leading up, I think whoever was going to do maybe the first thing, whether it was the right time or the wrong time, it would immediately be met with some criticism. And there's like, again, we're not trying to do a part two to the episode that you guys did. <laughs> I highly recommend anyone who uh, is listening, who, who maybe didn't listen. Uh, it's, it's a great, great episode um, oh, that the A2G uh, team has done. Um, Tom, one of the last things that I definitely want to hit on before we start to yes. wrap up, um, you guys, for a long time. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's, like it's two good. hours. Good Lord. I'm like, yeah, normally I've started to do like an hour and a half to two hours, which, but which is perfect. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I, I feel then like you had me on and I ramble. <laughs> That's fine. Um, you know, one of the last things, uh, you know, when you guys talk about your sponsors and the promo code, you guys do the spell it out. So right. can you quickly give me the kind of origin? Like were people just using that code incorrectly? They're like axe T O O grind or like like how did, yeah, how did think, that kind of come to be? I think Pat misspelled it like the first time or two because he did ax ax instead of axe oh <laughs> and then just we're AX. like to, and we're like dude and we're like spell it out or whatever just because i and and then it became like a thing and like people have like we played I, indecision played a back to school jam and like people were yelling that at me you're like as we played. What's up? We're indecision. Spell it out. Spell it out. Like seriously. That's hilarious. It was fucking amazing. And like someone yelled it. Like, um, like a friend. I forget what it was, but someone like yelled it across the courtyard at like a mall. Like spell it out. Like it became like a thing. Right. Um. And then yeah. And then it it was just funny, and we just kept doing it. Like I was doing like horns in the beginning. Like I would do like this like like oh. Yeah, yeah. Because I just thought it was like it was stupid and like it was like from other radio shows and stuff. Mm. And like like one dude was like, yo, that sucks. And then I was like, all right, I'm never gonna do it again. And then tons of people were like, what happened to the horns? I'm like, well, this one person says he hates it. <laughs> and it like kind of spoiled it for me. Yeah. But um yeah, I think it, was, it all the stuff was kind of natural and like or like like organically came around, mm. but people were definitely misspelling it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, spell it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, no two, like no number two, no, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. A-X-E-T-O-G-R-I-N-D. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I feel like because on how you list your episodes, it's A2G, and I feel like that's a good way to, versus, and I tell I tell this to anyone who's like starting a podcast, like your podcast title, like don't have like blah, blah like, like shout out to Joe Hardcore. I, I love that this is Hardcore Podcast, but like his first few titlings, I was like, no, like we're we're so off base because it would just be like this big kind of like, like I, I get what he was trying to go after, but all he had to really do is like T-I-H-E, you know, and then the number because that's all people are kind of looking for is like how right. far along in the, yeah, is this a new one? And right. then- you know, people in hardcore are really good at like, you know, doing those abbreviations of things where like you can see L Y N Y C and you'd be like, Oh, Long Island, New York, hardcore or yeah. Or New York, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And people want to know how far, like if I'm just picking this episode, this podcast up today, it's like 74. All right. You know, like whatever it is, I got some work ahead of me. Right. Or I know I have to go back and pick and choose the stuff that I want to listen to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, the A2G thing. And that's like kind of what we use for like, like our group chat is a2g it's this a you know like mm. but yeah we just wanted to make sure that when people were getting discounts that they spelled it correctly because <laughs> then we get the emails i'm like i don't run the the big cartel what do i mean like i don't right. know what to do like yeah you know and sometimes they still work you know but yeah we've been super fortunate with that sort of stuff but yeah, yeah. we've just come up with things that kind of hit and then yeah some, kept- sometimes you can't really plan for the some of the lore aspects of your creative stuff sometimes you just have to roll it with happens. it yeah yeah, yeah. like like Bev's were just like a fun way of me just introducing that into the show. And it's now awesome. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's in the podcast background, you know? <laughs> right. Now, if you don't do it one day, they're going to be like, well, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that there were it. some episodes where I like didn't do, or even like, um, oh, and maybe this is the perfect segue. Um, Cause the last portion of uh, every podcast that I asked my guests is a favorite mosh story that they would like to bring up. So it doesn't necessarily need to be like, this happened at an indecision show or right. this happened at like a show I was at or back to school jam, whatever it is. Uh, whatever's the first thing to your mind is how we kind of end things. So I'm, I'm glad that that was like a seamless thing. <laughs> <laughs> best Moss story. I mean, I've had a, few. well, it, it doesn't need to be the best, but it could just be a favorite, you know, off the top of the head. Um, and that, and that could be good, bad or ugly. So like, yeah. Oh, people were like going f- crazy or, you know, this many body parts were broken in this person. All right, I got two. One's a bad one, and one's a funny one. Okay, hit me with both. And I'll tell I'll tell them both quickly. Um, as a kid, I was like 17 years old. I was at um, a Marauder show in Brooklyn, and I was standing on the outside of the pit, and some skinhead hit me so hard that you can hear it over a five-piece band. Oh, like God. in the temple, like oh yeah, that, like everyone was like, are you? are you still alive? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but like that really hurt. But I'm like, I can't not, I can't like fall down. So I just like stood there. Like I like Marauder loud band, small club, whoever hit me, hit me so hard that it was like clear as day above. <laughs> yeah. Marauder. If the band wasn't playing, like you could hear it from space probably. Yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> fucking, yeah. So that's the only one I'm always like, Oh, so that was my first concussion. That's what I always think of. Like when I think back, I'm like, have I ever been concussed? I was like, you definitely got concussed. Yeah. When you got hit. By a skinhead loud enough to be heard over music. Yeah. And then um, Indecision, I was moshing on stage, I guess you could say. We uh, got to play with Judge at um, Black, uh, Black and Blue Bowl. Okay. And uh, we were opening with um, Rise and Fall from Leeway. 
and I was like, you know, jumping around the stage and whatever. And and now there's like two thousand people there watching our dumbasses. And um, I hit like there were cords in between the two monitors, and I fucking slipped and ate shit. But it was just at a time that like the lights flashed. Oh, okay. So people were like, "Did you have a seizure?" Because it looked like it was like a flash of light, and I had a seizure. So I started going with that. Oh, so they thought that the lights put you out versus like you right. just tripped. But meanwhile, I just stepped on something and I fucking. <laughs> but like I did like this like the dude from Bleeding Through used to do like this barrel roll across the stage. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I did. Like I kind of like fell and like got right back up. Oh, okay. And then someone else saw it as it looked like a fl- like a lightning flash that God struck me down. <laughs> For doing all the shit that I had done over the years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of like, it was, meanwhile, I just slipped on a fucking cord, but it's either I had a seizure or God had enough of my bullshit yeah. and fucking struck me down. So. Way, way cooler with those yeah. uh, analogies. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love both of those. I think, yeah, I think a lot of, um, you know, when shows do come back, I think just, just the, I feel like there's the muscle memory as far as playing, but you know, there's just knowing your space as well. Like the first time you're like, Oh, I have, I've been on a stage and I know that this is how far I have before I just eat shit on the, on the floor. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, there's going to be some funny gifts coming out of people just being like <laughs> rocking out and just fucking eating shit right off, like going oh, into yeah. the darkness. Yeah. Cause they're so stoked that they're playing live music again. And then they're just like, Whoa, right. And they don't like, realize shit. there's no, like, yeah there's, yeah, there's no railing over there, but Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Tom, <laughs> this has been a, a wonderful, wonderful chat. Again, I do yes, thank you so not much. Um, take this for granted by any means. And again, look up to, you know, what you're doing with extra grind uh, is, is huge. Uh, I think for podcasting in our space. Um, so thank Thank you. Shout out to you. Uh, If there's anything that you want to plug or um, send the people off with, the floor is yours uh, for whatever you got. Wow. Um, Not much to plug. You know, if if you've never listened to Axe to Grind, um, check it out. You may hate it. Some people hate it. Some people like it. Um, You know, it's a little bit of everything for everyone. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, I just thank you to anyone who's ever given us a chance and listened to one episode or 170, whatever it may be. Um, it really makes a huge difference. And, and I don't know if it, it, we might've been stubborn enough to keep going without anyone listening, but like the fact that it's like, you know, people still listen and kind of give us, you know, we're able to have that kind of, um, conversation with folks and kind of help, you know, bands look out for us. We look out for bands. You know, we do like the live. Um, that's a, that's probably a way to go. You know, if you've never listened to a, po- a one of our episodes, like there are a bunch of live at Extra Grind sets that we've done. Yes. Yeah. So we had the Gulch and we had Drain and we had uh, Regional Justice Center, Regional Justice Center, yep. uh, Magnitude, Mind Force, um, Spine, a ton, Warren. Um, so we usually kind of addend them to the end of a uh, regular. So the episode will be a little bit shorter and we'll have, you know, a band do five to eight songs some covers like um so yeah if there's bands that you like check out that and then maybe listen to us pontificate beforehand i guess um but you know thank you spencer for having us on have me on um just to discuss our craziness and uh hopefully you know i'll see everybody at shows sooner or later yeah definitely yeah yeah Yeah. and i yeah yeah, I'm, i'm very looking forward to what you guys are doing um you know you know 
I know that you guys just got on that um, podcasting network and I, I have to commend you for not doing like the commercials before the episode because I know that there are some other podcasts on that network or I'm like, click the episode and I got to l- listen to five minutes of ads. I'm like, what the, like, this is no, not what I'm yeah. about. <laughs> Would they just like kind of toss them in and it's like, yeah. And that like that network is like run by like Pat's best friend. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. He's a, he's a huge like booking agent that mm-hmm. they kind of like in the pandemic they're like we should probably do this too. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of like you know hey you want to do this <laughs> right and we're like we're kind of like they're like you know trial run yeah and then right. he's got another there's some other cool stuff on there you know and but yeah he it's sort of like we've been lucky enough to sort of be like we're we're not doing this yeah we're not doing CBD oil we're not doing fucking bullshit <laughs> right if you do like food stuff it's got there's got to be vegan options or whatever right. You know, so they've been cool with us kind of being hard asses about what and what, what, you know, I'm not talking about mattresses, like, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's going to be like, you know, Casper mattresses are the best, but like, no, I'm yeah. not doing that. You when, know? when you're on tour, you want to stay at someone's house with a Casper mattress. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's like, check those tags before you lay down. Cause if yeah. it's not a Casper, you're the fuck out of there. Like, I'm, yeah. we're not doing it. Go sleep in the, in the van, like a real hardcore kid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tom, this has been really fun. And uh, hopefully great, we Thank can you. do something again in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the time.